That? <laughs> oh no! That's a shame for whatever it was. I mean, oh, Scott, we Scott so thinks we're gonna hide those facts in the world. We're not. So, do you feel? <laughs> do you feel like having an uncircumcised penis is kind of like when it's just really cold out? Is it like the same thing? No. <laughs> no, but but more. The question is: Do you think people with uncircumcised penises feel like Inspector Gadget? Like they can they can yeah. use. They can use their dick for all these like handy little things. There, you know, there like, has to be uh, utility to it. It's like a it's yeah. like a scarf that's just on you all the time. Yeah, like this. Oh, that that <laughs> that pot. I put a, a casserole in the oven. And I don't have an oven mitt. Just grab it with my foreskin. If you like, get the tip of your dick stuck in your zipper and it starts to bleed. Do you think you could just like shift down the foreskin to stop the bleeding? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gotta be a tourniquet like built in. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of like iron fist technique where people were like put their hands up against the wall like this far apart and just do that and try to like, you know, get sure. their knuckles to kill Bill I too. feel like you do that to your foreskin <laughs> so that you can do things like pull a hot paint out of the oven with it and you don't actually suffer any third degree burns. It's like uh, <laughs> you know, you're really stress testing yeah. it. It's yeah. really what well, it comes it, down to. It's like when you play it like I mean, you guys both were guitarists, are our guitarists. Uh, so, I mean, you know how it is when you build up calluses, right? Right, exactly, yeah. Ooh, okay, okay, that's a gross yeah, mental it's image. it's just a callus ring uh, around your colon. Just a big old cal- cali, yeah, cali boy. <laughs> Got that callus to dinker. Yeah, and then you just, you just call him, uh, as a throwback, you call him Girthworm Jim, and then, uh, you guys are BFFs. Dinker is my favorite, by the way. It's so fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> it's the perfect combination of disgusting and cute. That's why it's so good. It's 50-50. It's right down the middle. Yeah, it's fucking it's, perfect. It's little, perfect. little dinker. Yeah. Wasn't that the robot's That was the dick robot's from, dick from, uh, Okay, yeah. Invincible? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, my no, no, it was it was I think it was a robot from uh, the Bad Batch. The Bad right? Batch, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. he had the Dinker Tinker on his hand. Um, <laughs> I just like to say that oh, yeah. t- today today is a special day. Uh, I know I know that Father has brought a lot of light into your life, Chris, and I know you're soon yeah, to be yeah. a Papa as well, Derek. Uh, today, my my own. Well, I mean, I can't take full credit, but today my my second child was born, and it is fuckboy Bobby Eggers. <laughs> What? <laughs> Have you seen a picture of uh, of Robert Eggers, Chris? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, nothing like you'd imagine. <laughs> uh, you watch his movies like and you figure he'd be like this grizzled old guy from like fucking Maine. Nope. He's a guy from fucking Barrington named Brent who does sound checks for the local fucking top 40 cover band. <laughs> yeah. He 100% pays for like pit tickets whenever Disturbed comes to town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. He has, he has a liberation tattoo. You know the type. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah he, he held on to one affliction t-shirt just to yeah <laughs> just one though what well, he wears, it, he wears it when he masturbates and watches himself in the mirror right yeah right he is fantasizes kinda... that he's jerking off another alpha male because he's a beta bitch yeah is it the, is it the kind of guy that wears like a bandana unironically <laughs> like tasks from the males oh no <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm not there was a period of time where, where Derek wore bandanas a lot. Oh, <laughs> no! No, just to catch the sweat, though. It was a utility thing. I wasn't, like, trying to look yeah. cool. Yeah. But, but I did. I mean, like, but, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you played that off so good, dude. Oh, man. 
Uh, we have a lot to talk about this week. I'm, I want to jump into it. You boys ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Start your engines. Start your start your uncircumcised calloused up. Continue the streak dicks? of not asking us how we're doing and being a rude bitch. Yeah, wow. I was wow. not. I was getting there yet. Wow, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ! I didn't no, don't worry about it. Hope you're good too. Let's get started. Yeah, just take yeah. The just, whole... no, first of all, not not even one welcome, let alone the three that we are accustomed yeah. and I was... <laughs> and deserving of. Yeah, Chris, you must be in a hurry. Let's get started. Yeah, as long as right on the front street, Chris, I don't appreciate you skip well-shown oh. the welcomes. <laughs> I was actually going to ask Scott if he wanted to do the honors today, much like he did a couple episodes ago. The, the Lost to Time episode. Yeah, yeah. it's a big yeah. shame. We don't like to talk yeah. about well, it. Yeah, never again, too. It's crazy. This okay. Is, <laughs> all right, fine. I'll do One it. and done. All right, fine. Welcome, 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 welcome there oh, four. to the Cynical Nerd. Okay. Four, podcast huh? this, is episode, yeah. this is episode this is episode 26 I thought you were in a hurry <laughs> i got my two best friends in the whole fucking world derek and scott with me scott how are you doing today uh, i'm doing good man i've uh, i've been waiting for this all week uh i've come to eat taco bell supreme steak chalupas and talk shit and i'm shit. all out of taco bell supreme steak chalupas <laughs> let's get it going boys derek how about you uh yeah, I'm I'm doing great. I have a lot to say about our main topics. Uh, week in review. I'm a little oh yeah. I'm a little dry on, but we'll get there. We'll work it. No worries. Well, I'm, no, I'm excited. Well, we've to already talk. established that Chris will spit on his hand, do it needs to be done when it's you're a little true. dry down it's there. True. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, get your rain boots yeah, on. <laughs> oh no, that that is also a reference at this point. We have a lot of a lot of self referential material. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you uh, just we, aren't a part of. We're not gonna clue you in on it. So sorry. Yeah, the rain. I made the. Thumbnail with the rain boot covered in cummies. <laughs> you know what's funny? You almost can't tell that that's what it is from the thumbnail. Yeah, I couldn't tell, to be honest. So, surprise, <laughs> I've actually edited images on my computer that involve come on rain boots. And that's a statement I never thought I would say yeah. out loud. Speaking of come on rain boots. It sounds like a Pearl Jam song, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rambo's. It absolutely does. Yeah, he can say whatever the fuck he wants, and no one's following. Yeah, like, nothing tracks. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> oh my little green rainbows <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh I'm, boy. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh man, Whoa, getting hot man. In here, fellas. All this talk I, uh, about come on rain boots. Yeah, my pants sweaty. Chest, my pants and socks already on the floor, boys. I couldn't wait. Very nice. I got too excited. Uh, we have, uh, I think, I speak for all of us probably. I mean that that weird period between sleepy and very awake, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to talk about the stuff we have to talk about. We, I think, only one trailer, a bit of news that we can blast through. Then we have four main topics. Technically, I would say three and a half, because one of them I don't think three of us have a whole lot to say about. Uh, they are Invincible Episode 5, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 4, uh, Arch Enemy, and Dark Season 1, which is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, Derek has been not begging. I don't. He doesn't bring it up all that often, but he's been I've heard, he's mentioned several times that I can yeah. recall. Um, Dark, uh, this this German show on Netflix that's I've heard a lot of people compare to like Stranger Things. Well, it's nothing like Stranger At Things. All. Yeah. But that's nope, fine because this, uh it's it was uh, you know spoiler. I thought it was fantastic. But we're going to talk about a bit season like back 1 in the future though, right? It's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit. Yeah, it has that same just uplifting tone to it, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's really totally everyone's oh, everything almost banging out. your direct relative. <laughs> yeah, all right. Everything works out in the end. 
Uh, yes, definitely like Back to the Future. Uh, so there are three seasons out right now, I believe. Uh, we're only talking about season one. That's all of them. That's that's. There's just three, and it's done. Oh, they they just wrapped it's it done. up. Yeah, it's a short show, short oh, and sweet. That makes me happy. Yeah, because I know there's like a, a finale. Okay, that makes me very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but first up, we have a trailer for the animated Batman: The Long Halloween, very popular graphic novel by Jeff Loeb. And this has finally been adapted into an, a DC animated film. And right off the bat, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> I have it. to say, uh, this one has a very different art style. And I wanted to ask Derek about it first because we just talked about Flashpoint and how the art style kind of put you off. Yeah. So this trailer, how did you feel about it? Uh, I felt really good about it. I actually really like the animation. I don't know anything about the story, but it seems like... Oh my God, that makes me very excited. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like t- to be totally frank with you, I don't know what else to say about this. It looks cool. Uh, I believe you when you say that this is one of the better like comic book stretches. So I'm really into it. I mean, it looks different. It doesn't have that sort of like, I feel like DC makes everyone like a total hunk. Like they're just a total inverted triangle, like beef boy. <laughs> um, yeah. And everybody kind of has the exact same body. It seems like they got away with it with, the, uh, got away from that with this. So yeah, no, it mm-hmm. looks really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty interested to see how it goes. Uh, Scott, how about you? Did you like this trailer? <laughs> Did you not like this trailer? Not, not, not particularly. Um, I mean, I think it's one of the better Batman stories. But uh, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the art style. It reminded me of Archer a little bit. Mm. Uh, especially in, in every scene where they weren't wearing masks of their entire face the entire scene. Um, okay. I'm kind of iffy on Jensen Ackles, ankles, yeah, playing playing Bruce Wayne and Batman. I am too. Instead of Kevin, uh, I'm also not a big fan of Troy Baker. I think he emulates Mark Hamill well, but I'd rather have Mark Hamill playing the Joker. Mm. Uh, those those that's three strikes for me. Not a fan of the animation style and questionable voice acting. Troy Baker is the shit, though, dude. Oh my god, everything I hear him, he's excellent. I love Um, his pagan men. I'll give him that. Like I I love him when he does original characters. mm But his take on the Joker just reminded me so much of Mark Hamill's. Because I mean, how do you, how do you do Joker and not directly pull from yeah. Mark Hamill, especially in an animated feature? Yeah. Um, and it, to me, I don't know whether Mark Hamill just wasn't on board for this one, whether he had like a scheduling conflict. I can't imagine he's doing fuck all. I, I thought uh, he was like, I, maybe I'm making this up, but I thought Mark Hamill was like, I'm done with the Joker. I'm tired of doing the Joker. That was my understanding of it. Maybe I'm totally I wrong, know. but I, I just feel like I remember hearing that. I'm not sure. Uh, I do know that I know that DC made a a concerted effort to move away from Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill at one point because they wanted to differentiate the animated shows coming on from the stuff that had been done. But then they came back for certain things like there was um, uh, Batman Assault on Arkham, which was in the Arkhamverse from the games. And Kevin Conroy voiced Batman again because he did in the games. So I, I don't know. Um, I would say I can see what you're saying with the Archer reference because they do this thing where there's like a really thick black outer line on all the faces and then the inner. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I like the art style. It's not exactly Archer. It's it's Archer, but a little more animated cartoon as opposed to like clearly 3D effect that they created on a computer. Yeah, um, I'm gonna the art style. It's like it's like weirdly cartoonish, but also kind of serious. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple sweeping like city shots that looked fucking gorgeous, like right out in the open in the beginning. That's right the other thing. That, like f- the 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 um, frames per second of it seemed really good. Like a lot of these cartoons, like they yeah. they, they f- use as many shots as they possibly can, where like 
their bodies are completely still just so they can just animate the mouths. This actually seems like it yeah. has a lot, a lot of life to it. I think that's what I liked about it. I saw um, one scene where it's Batman like jumping and landing on, on the rooftop of a building that looked like it had multiple drops. For, I don't know if the trailer I watched was, was botched or what, but it looked really, really terrible. Maybe I'll it watch it so again. Man, I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, I don't remember that. They tend to do that, lower that's frames. What stood, and, that's what stood out to me. Like, yeah. I, that, that one scene in particular, I saw it and I was just like, ugh. Yeah. No thanks. I've been like skimming through it to get different like still frames as we go, and I really like a lot of the way that it looks. Personally, it uh, it looks like they might have taken a cue from like Batman the Animated Series and some of the background city shots because it almost looks like they did it on black and then colored everything else in. Um. Oh yeah, boys. But uh, I would say Jensen Ackles is the guy that he's voiced Red Hood before. Uh, now he's kind of graduated into Batman. I also don't know if I agree with that. And Derek, this doesn't really ruin anything, but um, Long Halloween, the storyline is where they pull uh, where Nolan pulled some of his ideas from Mm -hmm. Uh, not page for page. There's nothing like, oh, my God, you're going to. But some of the some of the um, setups, you're going to be like, oh, okay, I I can see how that would be inspiration for something that he did. Uh, But yeah, I I love that story. They're doing it as a two parter, which makes me happy because it makes me think they're actually, you know, not skimp on any of the story. Yeah, uh, I don't really have anything else to say about it besides the release date um, and the release date for this bad boy. If I can find it is uh, not on here, so I can't find <laughs> it. So that's how uh, that goes. I have a question for you, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. H- how closely related is the long Halloween to year one Batman? I remember I remember reading bits and pieces of the year one series back when you'd like find them on a fucking like a. Sp- like one of those fucking spinning magazine racks at like a heritage or a Wawa back in the day. I yeah. had a bunch of them. They were all origin stories. They were like the origin of Scarecrow, origin of Catwoman, origin of uh, Two-Face. And it seems like we're going to be getting a lot of that in this. We're going to at least get the transformation of Harvey Dent. Um, how many How many origin stories are actually canonically rolled into this that you know? Uh, well, so year, year one and Long Halloween were meant to take part in the same universe, as far as I'm aware. That was kind of back when they put out a bunch of Batman graphic novels. So there's like, there's Batman year one, then there's Long Halloween, which is, I think, widely considered to be in like his second and third year as Batman after that. Right. And then there's um, there's Batman Dark Victory, which is a direct sequel to Long Halloween. Uh, and then there's Batman The Man Who Laughs. And I think all of those are like considered to be like loosely part of the same <laughs> through line the man who laughs is the stupidest subtitle for anything i've yeah. ever heard though but i'm sure it's I, great I, but man i think it's they could have pulled up some some more creative juices on that i think i mean so the, the, the man who faps pulls out some more creative juices than that Derek. <laughs> all right well, well that there you go episode title episode 26 the man who faps, who faps. uh <laughs> So it's actually uh, kind of an interesting story. Well, not really, not unless you're a super big Batman fan, but there's actually a film from 1928 called The Man Who Laughs, and the ma- the main star of that is widely considered to be where they got the influence from the Joker. So you okay, that's why Derek? The- yeah, he's having a good yeah, time. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now I'm the man good? who laughs. That's, <laughs> that's the real irony of it all. <laughs> Oh no! Is that why you were laughing? Uh, that's the guy, by the way. I just sent a picture in, in Discord. Oh, okay, uh, okay yeah, yeah. Creepy as fuck. That's a 1928 movie called The Man Who Laughs. Uh, I kind of anyway. want to watch that more than I want to watch this after seeing that one still. F- I'm not even kidding. That looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it is pretty Horrifying. terrifying. And you're like, you're like, really? 1928? Anyway, uh, there's a trailer for a thing that's coming out. Moving on to Derek's favorite topic of this week. 
there was a rumored version of Lord of the Rings done all the way back in 1991. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but now I'm fucking Dr. Seuss and I'm going to keep it going uh, with a noose. <laughs> there was a Lord of the Rings TV adaptation titled, I'm going to, oh boy, I'm going to butcher this, called uh, Chronotelli. It aired on Soviet television. And people thought it was lost to time because it was made in the Soviet Union. A lot of that stuff just fucking disappears, much like people did in the Soviet Union. But someone fucking unearthed it and is now on YouTube in two parts. And I we jokingly talked about watching it. And there's no there's no way I, I skimmed parts of this. And it was it was just it was like comically. It was like someone sweeted Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm talking about? Like the sweet yeah, trailers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek, how'd you feel about uh, Soviet Union I, I have, USSR? I have to say, like when I heard about it, obvi- obviously I was just elated. Just, the, yeah, just you- the weirdest news you could possibly hear on like a fucking Thursday at work. Um, you were very excited. I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't watch it or anything, but same thing. Like I watched a couple scenes, but it's like it's not even bad in a funny way. It's just bad mm-hmm. in a crumbling nation kind of way so like, <laughs> so like i, I, I agree that crumbling we should not nation do the watch <laughs> so it's funny the same way that fiddler on the roof is funny yeah. so i i don't know i you know like maybe one day on a rainy sunday i'll get really fucking high and watch it but other than that it, it really it, it doesn't look like it has even ironic value to it and holy shit that fucking i, I i'm sorry for uh, uh podcast listeners but scott does this thing where uh, he changes the background of his green screen to something that makes me unable. It just intrudes every thought that I could possibly have about every topic. And he changes it for every topic. So it's always fresh. So uh, fresh that's, that's what's happening right now. I have Gandalf with one <laughs> tooth just nodding at me happily. <laughs> Scott, how'd you feel about uh, Leningrad Television's finest Lord of the Rings? Uh, I mean, I think I, I I didn't watch any of it, to be honest with not, you. Not even I, skimming I, it? No, I just I just expected to be sad in the way that all Russian cinema is. <laughs> it's probably unironically sad. Yeah. <laughs> like like Derek said, real crumbling nation vibes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think, the thing is, like you think that they, they were on like a sound, a sound stage, some kind of set, you know, because like, there's no way that, that their country could actively have been a dystopian <laughs> nightmare that could be mistaken for a token-esque landscape. <laughs> Uh, but they actually, I'm pretty sure they actually just filmed it all on the outskirts of the same town. You know, like, it, you, you look at the stills and it has that weird gray, brownish tone to things that should be bright colors and beautiful. You know, yeah. like the, Sh- the Shire looks like Mordor in this and I can't watch it. <laughs> Everything is in sepia and it's not even an effect. It's just what it looks like there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the camera has seasonal depression. <laughs> Have you have you ever seen the Instagram account called Look at This Russian? No, no. Oh, what? it's it is fucking gold. Oh my god. All right, well now I'm gonna look do at it. this Russian. <laughs> look at this Russian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well Derek looks that I, up. I'm on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're you're good. You're good. We have a piece of uh, video game news, and I just have to. I know this was Scott <laughs> that made the title, but in our document that we compile every week, mm-hmm. you know, we usually put a little. A little blurb about what the article is, and then the article link. And this says, "All hail King Cummy, <laughs> aka Chris Terraformer Extraordinaire." Uh, this is a news article about a, a video game 
the Daisy creator, Dean Hall, has a new studio and he's working on a game called Icarus, which is going to be another survival game. And uh, they, a lot of people got hands on with this game. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty lengthy article, but with some pretty cool screenshots. And they give you an overall idea of what the game is going to how it's going to kind of function. Yeah. And um, Scott, why don't you why don't you start off? How do you how do you feel about this? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, I re- I'm really looking forward to this because it seems to me like it's going to have some of the cool aspects of Daisy uh, in that you can have permadeath. All, all the progress you're working towards can be lost, but not in a way that's frustrating. It feels like you spent all that time for nothing. It's going to have an overall system uh, that tracks your progress, your abilities, the, the structures you can build, the information you've gathered from all your previous excavations. And that's one of the most interesting things about this is it's not this giant open world where you get up and fuck off to make breakfast and go to work and you come back and all your shit's broken and stolen. You know what I mean? It's, it's car, com, uh, compartmentalized missions where you right. have a set time. You, know, you, you pick which missions you want to do. If you have an hour to fuck around, you have eight hours to fuck around. You can pick and choose how you want to play, when you want to play. And uh, you, you essentially go in like you would in, uh, in any survival game, like The Forest, right? Or like Green Hell or, I don't know, obviously Daisy. You have to um, use what's around you, survive. But you also have very specific mission objectives in this game. Um, and what's kind of cool is they're unlocking it in phases. They're going to have different... This is a, an alien world that was to be terraformed by humans. So obviously, uh, a lot of the pictures you're seeing there, the first map that's made available is very, like, Earth-esque, right. aside from the wildlife. But even on a map where the wildlife and the, the natural terrain isn't really that dangerous, you still have to worry about weather. You know, will lightning strike and start a brush fire? Will you right. be running from a firestorm? You know. Um, and it seems like right now the focus is on co-op play and you versus the environment. But they've also teased that they're going to have some really competitive uh, PvP modes, too, which could be really cool. Yeah. They did some cool stuff. I, I, I kind of skimmed the article, but they, um, you know, like like you said, they talked about doing these these kind of set missions on the planet so that and, and it'll be like two days real time or something. So yeah. you'll be on the planet for two days and then you go back to the ship and. And they do that, you know, like, again, like you said, to kind of to kind of keep your progress for your personal character, even if you die. Um, they talked about, like, incrementally leveling up the stuff that you get to do. Like, you're, it's going to be a little weird because you're like an astronaut in a full astronaut gear, but you're making like wood structures and stuff like that. And they said it's because you're getting dropped off with like no supplies and you have to use the earth around you. And as you unlock things, you can kind of get access to better tech and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it, it does look pretty cool. I think his concept of how he thinks he's going to stretch out the playability of a survival game sounds good on paper. And I mean, obviously it's not really been done this exact way before, so it's going to, he's an unknown territory really. I mean, I guess we're going to see once it comes out, if the model he's got in his head is something that's going to stand up to the test of time where people are going to go, you know what? This kind of sucks because of X, Y, or Z. Um, But Derek, did you check this out? Did you, to look at it uh yeah you know i'm not as into survival games as you guys are but um i that's that's what makes me think like this model sounds kind of cool like my if i'm understanding it correctly it's not really about like a persistent world that you continuously come back to as much as it is about having a set amount of time to get this goal or that goal so it's more like you know uh, a matchmaking lobby type thing that you can do in a single sitting or maybe a couple sittings whatever um so like having that aspect to uh, be able to play a survival game, but not have to devote all that time to it. It, you know, that sounds appealing to me, but the other 
part of me is kind of like, isn't the entire appeal of survival games that you have to come back every day and like restock your resources and build this so that this doesn't happen tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. I'm just wondering if like, is it going to take sort of the experience that you have over weeks of real time and condense it into a single match or like what's what's how do you still get that same sense of like oh this big thing happened and i properly prepared for it in such right. a short amount of time i feel like that's the most satisfying thing is when you make whatever the big uh, the castle wall and and it stops the flood from happening or something um it, it, i i just don't know how you're going to shrink that down into like a single match type thing but i don't know yeah. we'll see I never played Daisy either. I never. I. I don't even. I mean, I played like an hour of it total. I think that's Daisy what I did too. Is fine, but it's also extremely repetitive. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's to me, this model works because it's basically like Deep Rock Galactic in a sense, right? Like it is. It is small compartmentalized missions. We have specific objectives, but if you enjoy the playstyle and you enjoy, you know, uh, whatever challenges the game throws at you, it doesn't get stale as quickly because you can. You don't feel like you have to come back to it all the time. Whenever something new drops and you're interested, you can go back and like, you know, every time a new expansion drops, I see everybody on my friends list who has Deep Rock Galactic go play for like a week or two straight and then they fuck off and they're done with it again. Yeah. And Basically. like to me, to me, like if this is a game that's going to have consistent support like that, uh, I mean, I see it having a way more longevity than a lot of other story based survival games where like, I can't I can't twist half my fucking friends list arm to get them to replay a survival game they've already beaten. You know what I mean? Because, like, mm -hmm. once you've done everything... Yeah, you too. You're both those things. Uh, but, because, like, when, once... once I get it. Once you've completed it, like, what's the point in doing it again if it's just... There's no... There's no change. There's no alternate scenario. And with right. this, it seems like it gives them an opportunity to, like, have these maps, these giant worlds where you only need to be in certain little parts of them for certain missions, which means, like, every time you drop, it will be a different experience. Right. And if they're, if they're doing these smart... These small uh, compartmentalized missions, it gives them... Like it, it kind of gets into no man's sky territory, but with more content to me, because you can always just add another region to this planet that wasn't there with an expansion mm -hmm. or with a patch. You know what I mean? Like there's, it would never stop growing and never stop giving you reasons to want to come back and explore and develop new technology and or different new building yeah. tiers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, th there's and I, I know we've kind of been talking about it, but just to give you guys an example. So he's he's not only trying to this is the section I specifically read through and I thought it was really neat. They're not only trying to solve the issue of like survival games be can can become stale to people, you know, because you're in a, this persistent world, but they're also it's helping them to solve it from a technical perspective as well. And he says it like this: He said a lot of survival games, including Daisy, struggle with scale. You're building all this awesome stuff. Let's say you build a giant castle, and the castle starts to lag, and you end up with all these problems with the survival game, both technical in terms of performance, but in addition, the game starts to break because the only way back from that is to destroy the player's structures, but that's an extremely negative scenario. So what do we do with Icarus? Okay, well, we're going to give you a goal. Go do these things. You'll need to build some infrastructure to support that, but that means every time you play a session, you're getting new reasons to build new things. You don't have to invent them. Don't have to be like I'm gonna build the most awesome looking thing here so it gets on GameSpot or PC Gamer. You actually have important reasons to build various structures, and it's a really neat concept. And and it's funny because I do like survival games and I like their survival genre in general. Um, but it's I'm interested to see how I'm gonna react to it because I like most aspects of survival. I like the first couple hours of a game where you're getting your bearings and it's a little tougher. And you're trying to put your first hut down to just to sleep through the fucking night and not die. 
that's fun. But I also enjoy the other side with like Valheim, where you have such a command over the world that unless you're being actively attacked by like a giant clusterfuck of mobs periodically, because they do do that, you're you're pretty safe. You get this huge base that you've built by yourself. You're very proud of the monstrosity you've constructed. Um, it can go either way, but I'm definitely going to buy it. Um, I don't I don't know if I don't think they mentioned it in a release date, unless I'm wrong. I don't. Mm think they have yet but yet. uh yeah Chris, I, I i hate to interject here but i just have to i just gotta i just gotta stroke your e-peen here i saw your fucking bridge i saw your bridge you built in uh val val valheim that val- yeah. that was very professional i agree Thank i'm you. gonna have to yeah. i'm gonna have to give you a little suck yeah. for that too that suck yeah. with two c's at the end if, if whatever you're done with valheim if you're not completely burnt out on it i would like to play a little bit of that game with you just to see how the fuck you build this sh- like because i've tried to do shit like that in the forest and other s- survival games i don't know whether valheim just has way better customization or what but i can never get my structures not to look like like a kid's next door tree fort you know what i mean like it's fucking embarrassing it's usually just a little bit of imagination and a lot of wasted resources you're just like let me see if this is gonna look cool if i do this oh that's kind of neat and then you you know most of the time it kind of strikes off of that i actually did spit um, on my hand though i wish i would have done that i, I, yeah, I, I did earlier that. i like heard the the, the, the liquid then, slap yeah. against your palm and then you can uh. then you can kind of smell that you know what it smells like <laughs> we we all know what it smells like reminds me <laughs> of eighth grade doesn't it? it smells like it smells like uh white claw raspberry iced tea mm. Mm. Have you guys had the iced tea white claws yet? No, uh, but the raspberry no. is they, my personal favorite. Yeah, the ra- I'm, I'm double fisting the iced tea raspberry right now, and it, it barely tastes. It tastes like somebody thought about iced tea while they made a regular white claw. The raspberry, hey. you say? I'm just drinking. Only coffee one man would dare give me shit. the raspberry. <laughs> We're in the white claw nation. I had them. I was going to crack them up when I started to mix this after we White Claw Nation kind of sounds like a white supremacist movement, though. So I let's was, be yeah. careful with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like a white stripe song, but same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, sounds, sounds like. <laughs> oh, my God. I got him. I got him, boys. I was going to say it sounds like uh, Tomb Honk's son would have it on the back of his leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. Icarus looks cool. No release date, but I we're all we're all at varying degrees of looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I fuck with it. Next article I posted, not because I've seen the original, because I have not. I was going to ask you boys if you had, uh, but because I didn't know that the sequel was potentially going to Netflix. What am I talking about? I am, of course, talking about Knives Out. So apparently the Ryan Johnson directed film that had Daniel Craig and Chris Evans and, you know, all these other super famous people in it. was being courted by streaming services to make the sequel exclusive to streaming services because, you know, they're all basically Anchorman in the the news anchor fight at this point, trying to get exclusive content to get your money. Yeah. And uh, Netflix they had tried it. <laughs> yeah, Netflix had fucking tried it. <laughs> HBO Max stabbed a guy. Uh, <laughs> Knives Out, they apparently are giving Ryan Johnson $400 million to yeah. make the fucking sequel of Netflix. So like Ryan Johnson, Daniel Craig, producer Ram, uh, Ram Bergman all stand to make a hundred million each from the, the Netflix deal. That's incredible amounts of money to me for a, a Knives Out sequel. And, and don't get me wrong. I know I said I haven't seen it. Uh, I heard the first one was good. I have not seen it. I planned on seeing it. Uh, I like uh, most of Ryan Johnson's filmography. Uh, Looper, Looper some, sucks. I'm sorry. It's bad. What, what was that? Looper's terrible. It's stupid. I like Looper, um, but that's awful. fine. It's okay if you don't like it. I was a Everyone fan has of Looper opinions. Too. 
Yeah, I you liked, liked it. it. I called it yeah. Pooper too. That was fun. <laughs> For like a long time, I just called it Pooper all no, the time. I liked it because I could call it Pooper. <laughs> but also, the movie yeah, was pretty good. <laughs> it's the uh, dumbest. Like you're gonna go, you're gonna go back in time and kill yourself. Like what? Yeah, let's go, what? Bro. What? They didn't have any other loopers to kill him. Like, let's send you to kill you. That won't become a fucking confusing nightmare scenario. It was still fun. Yeah, don't, uh, don't, t- don't take the bag off your head when you recognize your doughy middle-aged body. Hey, as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I don't remember a lot about that movie, so I can't really like defend it." <laughs> oh, it's it's not good. I, I watched it again recently because I was on a tirade. First of all, I hated Ryan Johnson for many reasons. First of all, I thought his name was Rain Johnson for like fucking ever. Because who spells Ryan like that? Yeah, who his does it? Not him. Yeah. Can't yell at him. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he was predestined to be a piece of shit with a name spelled like that. I'm just saying. Having said that, Knives Out, as much as I wanted to hate it, I couldn't dislike anything about ah, it. I didn't see it. Now I want to watch it even more. Okay. It's fucking good. Just watch did it. You, did you watch it, Derek? I didn't. And like when I, I remember seeing uh, now the, I gotta watch it this the week. trailer for it um, and thinking it like looked not good. And then just like kept hearing people say that it was really good. I kept it's, hearing that too. And so I kept going really back and good. forth, like maybe I should. And ultimately I was just like, I, I have to go with my gut. It didn't look good. If we're gonna watch it for the podcast, I'll watch it, but but it, I don't know. Well, we don't have to. I mean, he he's already I'm gonna watch it just yeah. be, so I can talk no, about it. Oh fuck it, it I'll watch go. it too. Alright, cool. High five. Uh, okay. So I like, if you're gonna twist arc. my arm, I guess I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> got him. Again, um, oh, I was laughing too. We're all having a laugh. <laughs> all four of us oh. just having a real good time. The one tooth wizard over there having a good laugh. Uh, is that is, is that that's getting off the the white? The correct? the white. Yeah, he's white. part of the white claw nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a grand wizard. Uh oh. <laughs> No! Oh no! That can't be the thumbnail, right? That can't be the thumbnail. No, no, no! Absolutely no. not! Absolutely not! It cannot be the thumbnail. Gandalf <laughs> won the Tri Wizarding Tournament. If you know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, we have oh next God. article. Not Ryan Johnson. Rain Johnson is standing to make a lot of money from Netflix. Apparently, next article. There is a lot of hubbub. Oh God, I hate that! Around I hate that so much. This PS5. <laughs> yeah. That just this, gave me cancer. Does <laughs> hubbub rub you the wrong way, boys? It rubs me in all the wrong ways. Yeah. <laughs> There's a PS5 exclusive called Abandoned coming out, and there is a whole lot of. Um, rumors flying around that it could be a secret Kojima Productions project. Guess what? That shit's been slapped the fuck down. So Abandon was going to be a horror, a first person uh, horror survival shooter. Yeah. Okay. With realistic visuals. I thought most games go for that. (laughs) Isn't it like, isn't it like the default? And then if you go cartoony, they specifically call out like cartoony. That's a real, I I thought that too. That's like a cunty thing. Like, oh, well we're going for (laughs) realism. Shut the fuck up. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's supposed to launch in Q4 of this year from Blue Box Game Studios. They've got a quiet social media presence, uh, pretty unknown history, and the trailer for this was what people were calling PT-esque, and uh, people started throwing around really stretched to the fuck out rumors that it could be a secret Kojima production. 
uh, project? And the answer to that is no, that it's not. Derek, how did you, uh, how'd you take this new, were you, were you excited when you heard about it and then let down ultimately, or did you just not think it was a thing? I didn't even know it existed until this article. So like, I knew it wasn't a <laughs> Kojima game before I even knew it existed. So like, I, I'm as excited as I was before, which is to say not at all. So, <laughs> so, so what you're saying is WandaVision is this game and you're Thanos and you're like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. just Wanda. You can buy Scott, it. how about you? I know that you're, I, I would call you the uh, horror fan out of the three of us for sure. Yes, how, I, would you... I would say I'm the resident horror fan, if you will. Oh boy. Uh, I'll take yeah. that. I like yeah. it. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to be excited about any first person horror shooter. Are you looking at you looking at Gandalf again? Are you? <laughs> no, no. I thought about a really funny joke to work work in hubbub. And I was gonna, I okay, was gonna... Uh, all right, okay. Is it bah hubbub? <laughs> no, it's just a lot of alliteration. It's just a lot of alliteration that involves dicks. I was okay. gonna say, uh, right. what are you guys with the the hubbub hog rub? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the no. kind of stuff that comes into my dumb brain <laughs> while you guys are talking. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. You were saying real words about things. Yeah, but nothing important. Like this, I mean, this being announced as an exclusive, like it, you watch the trailer and it's literally 45 seconds of nothing. Like, like the, the I wouldn't be surprised if this company planted the rumors that this was a Kojima game just to have people know what the fuck it is and that it exists. <laughs> because, <laughs> because before the story, I, I, me as a huge horror fan, this was not on my radar. And after watching the trailer, it's still not on my fucking radar. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. In yeah. the article, like the, the director was like, yeah, all this press is real bad because we don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like, this is not bad. This is what you wanted. Yeah. This is you showed, you the showed best something, thing like, that could happen to your game. The it's forest they're abandoned. walking. Yeah. Yeah. The forest the, the, that the character is walking through. I mean, the polygon count is is decent from what, from what I could tell. But but like. How uninspired is it to walk through a forest with a fucking handgun? How many goddamn games have done this already? This looks like Warzone, bro. This looks like Warzone. Wh where's the scare factor? What's supposed to be scary about being armed in, in a time where 90% of the horror games you play put you in situations where you can't defend yourself? Those are the best ones now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with, with that. The, with the exception of like, like dead, I mean, dead Space is just chef's kiss. But you see, you see, like, it's, it's, you either... You either die a true horror series or you or you or your franchise lives long enough to become an action game. It's what happens. That's true. That's, pretty That's good, very actually. true. Really, it, like, I know, I know it's the whole the Dark Knight thing, but it's real, though. Like, that's from the heart. I mean that. I, mean, I can I can tell I can tell I saw your sincerity. Um, I, I, I it also seems like they're going for like uh, a, a realism thing where like if you get shot in the leg, you have to like stop and bandage your leg, but then yeah. you have to leave your gun behind. It's like. That sounds that's what real you have fucking to do. fun. Yeah, like, really, exactly. Like, that's what you have to do if you really get shot. Like, I'm playing a video game. Like, I, I don't want to do all that yeah. shit. I just want to drink a fucking stim, and then boom. Now I can go yeah. kill the ghosts again. But also, like, why, like, what kind of horror game is this if, you're, if you have to worry about getting shot? Yeah. That's an action game. You know what I mean? Like, ghosts yeah, with guns, bro. And any death in a horror game <laughs> should be, like, an overwhelming attack that unless you have, like, fight or flight instincts, you're dead. You either have to be, like, a precision sniper with the headshot or you have to get the fuck out of there that's what makes a horror game fun is that it's trial and error and you have to like die until you're not afraid of dying anymore to overcome whatever obstacle they put in front of you that's the fun part about horror 
Unless yeah. you're, I mean, maybe I'm just bad at heart. Maybe people just, you know, <laughs> first try done. <laughs> yeah. It's like Will Arnett in the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> first try! <laughs> uh, so but the takeaway I'm getting from this is that, that we should rename the game The Hubbub Hogrub. And uh, I'm going to move on That's to the next article. We yes. <laughs> oh, boy, I can't wait to hate on this shit. Oh, the new Ghostbusters movie, Afterlife. Now, don't get us wrong. I think all of us... <laughs> I think all of us have enjoyed. What's the matter? What happened? What I just I remembered. I, I just. You remember for, all the for, stuff leading up to this? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the listeners need to know what oh, happened you, this week. Take it away. I, I, I mean, I, I was going to let you do the honors. Oh, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> and interject whenever you like, because I'm sure you'll have good <laughs> jokes. So, look. We have a mutual, I wouldn't even call him an acquaintance. I've never even met the guy in real life, but we have a mutual uh, friend on, on Facebook, or we did have a mutual friend on Facebook. <laughs> now we're all blocked. <laughs> all three of us, because, <laughs> because, uh, because, because apes stronger together. And, you know, we all stick together in this podcast. So the Ghostbusters Afterlife, and don't get us wrong, I'm pretty sure I can speak for all three of us when I say the initial teaser was pretty cool. I, I would speak for all, I think I speak for all three of us when I say I'm still looking forward to this movie very much. It it just they released a clip and I think the marketing department just kind of went after the wrong aspect of this movie, which was the hey look at me remember we're Ghostbusters movie. And they released a clip and there's it's Paul Rudd that charming a, a fucking handsome never just ages perfect, man yeah. perfect godlike man he has a per- permanent residency at the glory hole in my heart yeah. Yeah, he's the yeah. pride and, of New and, Jersey. And, Certainly not Bon Jovi. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> and they released this clip of him in a in a in a store, and he's walking by some food, and all of a sudden the fucking marshmallow bag starts popping up, and you know exactly what's going to happen. There's little Stay Puft guys, and I don't know. It's like it's like a weird Ghostbusters minions clip it's it's really fucking strange and it does not feel like ghostbusters at all to me whereas that teaser really did uh and to be honest it put the three of us off a little bit not like this movie's gonna be dog shit but mm, if that's what they're gonna do for marketing i'm just gonna ignore this until it comes out because i don't i don't like this shit i'm not excited about a new ghostbusters movie to watch the shit i've seen already yeah just regurgitated in a slightly new, or in this case, smaller format. May I, uh, may I interject with one thing? I'm, I'm not going to go forward with the story. You absolutely will. Uh, the, the, we, I think we can all agree, all, all three of us here, and Gandalf and Frodo, we can all agree that yeah. what, what, what made the Ghostbusters original movie so special is that they didn't repeat anything. Like, they wrote were two completely original stories. But aside from, like, Slimer, there's no mm-hmm. recurring bits it's not. It's not. A, it's not a fucking Mike yeah, Myers movie. They're not, not tapping the feet. same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like the thing is, like, to see them do this, it's it's the Ghostbusters video game all over again, where they they promise right. them to have an original plot, and then ninety percent of the story is them. Who's hey, mem- remember this? Tits. Remember yeah. this? Yeah, it's mem- it's member berries. It's when you see the Porgs and the Millennium Falcon, like these fucking things are still here. Why'd they bring them into space? They belong on the planet. They're gonna starve. They're gonna die. They're gonna shit all over the Millennium Falcon. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And it, just, yeah, it doesn't. Want, it doesn't. You know they're gonna well. get like they're gonna get cancer and die horrible tumory deaths because they've never been like in space before <laughs> Tum- ever. Tumory deaths. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be. They're gonna be like a sack of marbles when the, they pick the bodies up before they throw them out the fucking airlock. Uh, look, so and and I think we all were very nice up until a very specific point. 
There was so th- anyway. We, I, we say all that to say I that wasn't nice. We're, we're looking. Well, that's why I said up to a certain point. Derek we, 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 we encountered a wild fanboy, right? Like it was, yeah. it was like a Pokemon. We heard the Pokemon battle theme, and this yeah, dude like would the beginning not budge. of our podcast. Yeah, just play that if you're not sure what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, we have a mutual uh, ex friend on Facebook who. It's just a Ghostbusters fanboy. In fact, if I remember correctly, he posted a, a video of him crying watching the trailer for this, which is fine. I've cried watching plenty of shit. I'm not putting him down for it. All right, relax, I, Kevin Smith. Let's just. Okay, I never, but do you hey, film hey, yourself hey, and hey, then hey, show hey, other people? Hey, like that's hey, the difference. Hey, like it's weird. Hey, hey, hey you, hey you. Uh, I sent you guys pictures, but I did not post it because I felt it was a bridge too far. That being said, I'll never Man, fall. Bridge anybody. to Terabithia. <laughs> More like a bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that little girl dies though. That's why I was saying you were crying. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. And you just I'm called her a bitch, bitch. not her. That's what no, you I'm just the did. bitch. That little bitch is dead though, man. She look, can't play look, back. Look, look at you. <laughs> say whatever I'm, you want. I'm the bitch now. Yeah. Uh, so does she really die? I've never seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, she dies. <laughs> oh, anyway, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's not like a my girl death. You're not, you're not like heartbroken. There's no crying oh. in on the casket. It's just like. <laughs> Oh yeah, your friend's dead. Roll credits. <laughs> Damn, it's darker. Oh, it's more real. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy posts. Uh, this guy posts this clip and is like, "Holy shit, Mini Puff is gonna replace Baby Yoda." Which also, no, it's fucking not. Baby Yoda is leagues cuter than these fucking mm-hmm. things. Uh, and look, you know, Scott and I, and I very nicely. I, I made some really mean memes, but they, but they, I didn't curse. No, no, no. Again, I'm talking about my initial, our okay. initial comments, the ones yeah, that yeah. did not deserve the level of fucking reaction we got. We, we basically just said, I don't know, man. It looks like they're leaning too much into nostalgia, member berries. That's not cool. Uh, really, I mean, you know, I hope this isn't the way they're going to go with the marketing because it's going to be putting us off. And what, uh, what happened, just, Chris? What, what did he do? Uh, we both. Got after those comments, which we said nothing rude. We did not insult him. Uh, blocked instantaneously. Actually, he started deleting comments first because it looked like he just didn't want to see anything negative in his comments about it. So he just deleted the whole thread, even though it was a perfectly nice back and forth, no name calling, no arguments. And then uh, after so what, that, what, what do we do, Chris? What do we do after, after that? The squad showed up, yeah, squad and uh, just started memeing him to death with all kinds of memes about how he's simping for it. And you know, you know the rest. You can color it in. Look, we talk you know, a lot of shit on each other on the show, but at the end right, of the you can day, only imagine. We're boys, so just imagine so right? we're unified with a with a singular yeah. purpose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Some imagine Avengers what would happen. Yeah, imagine, imagine if Voltron became a giant butt and just shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically and uh, and you know, quickly after we were all blocked, and and now we don't have to worry about that. But anymore. is there anything more bitch made than like the fact that you just can't take that people don't like the things that you like? Like, Scott and I have been arguing about The Last of Us 2 for eight months now, and we're still going to keep going. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay when yeah. people disagree with you. It's okay when you disagree with other people. Just, I, I just don't understand that, like, need to silence people who are saying something. You don't like what they're saying. It's like, it's like you need, shit. he wants to exist in an echo chamber where the thing he loves yeah. is perfect yeah. and infallible. And the thing is, as much as I love The Last of Us 2, it's not infallible. Like, like nothing is. Like, there's things I loved about that game. There's things I fucking hated about that game. Yeah. But it, ultimately, I enjoyed the journey. So, say, like, say, I'm sure, like you don't think the lighthouse is a perfect movie. No, we can both we can both agree that that uh, close, fuck though. boy Bobby Eggers is a fantastic director. <laughs> the shots are framed beautifully. But I don't want to hang out with him ever. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he, no. He's he's got a chain wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, and he uses it unironically. Yeah, he smokes yeah. cloves 100%. He still smokes cloves 100%. It didn't, it, and I don't want to sound like we're using our podcast platform just to talk shit on somebody, although that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm completely comfortable yeah, doing that. that um, I hope he I, I just, it. it. I was totally fine with it until, because like I said, the conversation was totally pleasant. It was very nice back and forth. Well, you know, he was not happy to see what we had to say, but no one was cursing. No one was name calling. And then all of a sudden to find us just deleted because he didn't want to see anybody say anything even slightly negative about it was just like, okay, well then just full on fuck this guy. Like we're just all right. Hey hey boys, you guys, you want to come? Yeah. Okay. This guy right here. We just just dogpiled with like there was like a. Yeah. We took him to cringe court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are all in for my idea. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's let's one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. I yeah. we we I know most of you might listen in an audio format. FYI, we do have a YouTube channel which I show all the time, and if you want to go see it, you can. Uh, next week, as long as they come in on time, we should have a, a gift for everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just pull up an old article if we have to, because yeah. I'm bringing that shit up. I think there's a. I can't say anything. I think there's something we can talk about pretty easily. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> fuck the mini I mean, puffs. Every week there'll be something we can talk about pretty yeah, easily. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> we, I don't think I don't think we'd be spending money on like sight gag props if there wasn't like if it wasn't a recurring theme <laughs> of an entertainment podcast. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like twenty bucks is twenty bucks, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, no, I, I mean, I'm gonna try to get the biggest one I possibly can. Like, if I can, like, <laughs> if I can, kids in the hall where it's like up to here, I'm like. I was thinking about a gavel, but that's fine. I'll just use like my phone on the. T- it's, it does, I mean, cool, if you but. if you buy a gavel, I'm gonna buy a robe. Yeah, no. We, we Look, keep it's, one like, up each other. it's like how far are we gonna go? Very far is how far we're gonna go. <laughs> and if you yeah. know anything about our our podcast, you probably know what we're talking about just from those little clues. But that being said, uh, let's move along here. I don't want to talk about these little state puffs anymore. Uh, here's one that brings a smile to my face. <laughs> Sorry to anybody out there who likes Fortnite. Epic Games is apparently losing an absurd amount of money on exclusive games. The company appears set to lose around 300 mil to pay for Epic Game Store's exclusives. Uh, and great. Absolutely. Continue to lose uh. money. <laughs> Still sucks in 20... You know it's 2021, right? Yeah, but I couldn't find a 2021 one. <laughs> I wish you had just opened it up in paint and just like crossed <laughs> like, it out and then just like I, mean, I, I can still do that right now if you want. <laughs> that's, that's, okay. that's okay. I'd rather I'd rather get your take on this. Um, so as, as PC Gamer spotted it, despite paying about four hundred and forty-four million for minimum guarantees on third-party games, uh, sales of all third-party games for the year only amounted to about two hundred sixty-five million. So they are losing money on those exclusives. Big games like Metro Exodus and Control were released first on the Epic Game Store before coming to Steam later. Um, at the time, especially with Metro, the respective game companies were criticized for this, this decision, uh, me included, because I really wanted to play Metro Exodus when it released, and I didn't want to get it on uh, Epic Game Store, because fuck that platform. Mm-hmm. I later did anyway, because I have no willpower, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I did that. I will own it. I, I did it with care. Borderlands 3. It's okay. I did it. I did too. And then I didn't even play Borderlands 3 that much. It wasn't even it, like, that good. <laughs> right. I played like four hours and I was like, okay, I didn't yeah, need to buy this about, at all. It's about I'm, what I did. Scott, Thanks, how do you feel? How do you feel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been holding. I mean, it's no, there's no secret. When, when I like, I'm the most stubborn, spiteful piece of shit that you both probably know. What's the hand up for? It would have been even better if it was just a dildo. <laughs> Anyway, I, continue. I had the censor bar out King Kong's Willie last uh, episode. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. 
Uh, but uh, I I have been on the fuck epic train since the beginning. Since I wanted to buy Borderlands for PC, your old school fuck epic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like when the when the Borderlands thing happened, I was like, who the fuck do these guys think they are? Like, I'm just gonna get it for Xbox. And uh, I I haven't downloaded the Epic Store yet. Whenever I see a game f- for free on Epic, I know it's going to be on sale on Steam like three days later, yeah. and I just wait and buy it on Steam <laughs> out of spite. That's true. Because uh, like, and the thing is, like, they make enough revenue off of Fortnite in a single month to pay this three hundred million dollar deficit for for their Epic's game launcher. So I don't feel fucking bad for them. But also, like, right. it's it's the same it's the same anger I have towards like. Uh, all these different streaming sites. Like, how many fucking games launchers do I do, need to exist? Do you yeah. have to have your fucking own? No, you don't. It's fine. Like, the infrastructure is already there. Use it. Make your fucking money. Like, what do you what do you gain from having people use your like advertising? Like, are you are you, you built an advertising on your fucking games launcher? I don't understand the necessity to have multiples. I don't know. I don't see where the money is in them for people to use theirs instead of Steam. I think that it's a matter of if they and I'm just guessing like I this is completely a guess. I, I'm imagining if like they make a game and then Steam hosts that game. Steam mm-hmm. has to take a cut of what they make. You know what I mean? Like they're they're right. advertising it They're Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's like the platform that you get it from. So I would imagine it's their way of going like, well, we want to make 100 percent of the profit off of our own games. Not that I agree with it, but I'm just saying that yeah. that I would imagine would be the reason. The same thing with the fucking Ubisoft launcher. Uh, yeah. There now, there's the red launcher. There's the fucking. I mean, it's like everybody has one now, and they all yeah. suck except for Steam. And, yeah, and the, the thing is, I I would respect them doing their own thing. Like, I don't think the I don't think Battle.net's bad. I think the battle like the Blizzard launcher. Yeah, Battle.net's not bad. You're yeah, right. that's yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's so they, they did they, they did a thing like that where they had a wealth of properties and they wanted to have people exclusively use their. Uh, their launcher to play to play all those games that'd be one thing but what does like how many games does epic have how much revenue are they putting into releasing original content versus soaking up the first year of ex- exclusivity uh for for pc games that are also cross-platform like why the fuck would you want to monopolize pc when you still have people who can play it on playstation and xbox it doesn't make much sense to me why not just have those games readily available in your service and let people choose if you have the better service, if your service can compete with Steam, what's the what's the point in having these exclusive yeah. releases? I, I just don't get it. It seems like a, it seems like wiping your ass with money to me. Especially when like people are really starting to catch on to the fact that uh, people we're not like in the minority of people who hate Epic Games Launcher. Most people do. Uh, it started off as like a huge breach of personal data that they were selling to China, um, like. Yeah. And every feature, like when they were launching it, what was that, like three, four years ago? It kept like, oh, it only has this now, but next month it'll have this. And it's like constant promises that never come through. Um, but uh, uh, fuck, I totally lost my train of thought on that one. I'm just going to end it there. Uh, Chris, take it away. <laughs> I, I don't have anything else to add. I mean, these figures came to light as part of the Epic Games versus Apple uh, lawsuit, which I actually totally forgot was happening. Do you guys recall what that was over? Um, Apple. Uh, go no, go ahead. I was going to say Apple um, decided they didn't want the Epic, well, Fortnite specifically on iOS products and the Epic Games launcher on iOS products because uh, Epic Games just decided that they're going to start offering all of their um, purchasable items directly through the app, which was no bueno for Apple. Yeah. Apple gets a, and if you guys don't know, they get a cut of right. all the transactions that happen uh, through applications in the App Store. And Epic's just, Epic decided to just try and cut that out without 
without, you know, making a deal with Apple and do it themselves. Apple immediately removed all that shit from all their platforms and said, fuck you, uh, pay me and took them to court. Yeah. Uh, and that's where these figures come from. And, and you know, it, it goes without saying those Fortnite products are they make most of their money from other OSs that are not iOS because Android is the prevailing OS around the world. So, of course, yeah. you know, I, I think Epic Games was valued at like 17 billion fucking dollars last year. Like, look, as much as I like to say, like, fuck them, I hope they lose money on these exclusives. They're not hurting that bad. And they probably view it as a worthy loss to get yeah. these exclusive titles right. uh, on their platform. That being said, it's disappointing because I, my, a lot of my complaints early on about the Epic Game Store was that. Uh, there were not a lot of basic, like, quality of life things. Like, you can't gift a fucking game to somebody. Yeah. Still, in 2021, you can't do that. Uh, it, you know, it's it, it was pretty unsecure. Uh, it wasn't super well received by the PC community. I, You know, they tried to lure people in with, like, free games every week. And don't get me wrong, I've gotten one or two of them mm-hmm. because they were fucking free. But, I, you know, yeah. it's it's... A lot of people in the early days were going, well, Steam sucked early on, too. And, you know, and once they're established for a bit, you know, these features are going to they haven't they haven't done anything to the fucking launcher to make it better. Steam was also a pioneer st- for this shit. Like the, the, the infrastructure right. is there. You just have to follow like a, a, a yeah. model that already exists. It's it's it, I don't yeah. know. It's it's less um, excusable, in my opinion. And and I did remember my point. People are catching on to the fact that these exclusivity contracts are only lasting like a six months to a year. And yeah. thankfully, a lot of people are showing willpower and just waiting until it comes to Steam, um, yeah. which I did for everything except Borderlands Three. And well, I'm doing it now. I'm making a commitment, boys. Here on the podcast. I, I mean, fuck, I would, I would say games. like a commitment would be to delete your Epic's game launcher and just never touch it again, boys. I never installed it when I got the new tower, so I'm, I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> do I still have it? Uh, what I'm yeah, saying is this: I, ha- I do have respect for Epic Games because they made. Unreal, and I'm not talking about Unreal Tournament. I'm talking about the OG Unreal that I played on my mom's work computer in our fucking computer room when I was like 12 years old. Yeah, and it was one of the scariest. This is before Halo Boys. This was like, what what fucking year was Unreal? It, Unreal was 1998. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, so it was three years before OG Halo, I believe. It's like StarCraft Brood Wars days. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, like, like they also are responsible for the Gears of War series. Mm-hmm. Um. But like their their biggest IP is a dying IP. Fortnite is on its way out. They've, they've introduced crafting and NPCs to the gameplay. I don't follow Fortnite, but unfortunately, I'm a part of Twitch Twitter, which means I hear all about it all fucking day until I want to. I mean, you guys ever seen the end of American History X? Yeah, I envy yeah, that have. boy in the bathroom. I envy, <laughs> I envy that, that fella. Pri- Private Pile seems like a, a, a cool, level headed human being. When you spend a couple days on Twitch, Twitter, um, <laughs> it's oh, just pile. Yeah, uh, no, no, but it's just like their, their biggest IP is a dying one. They have other franchises they could be dumping money and time and effort into, and they're not. When's the last time an Unreal Tournament game came out? What happened to Bull- Bulletstorm Two was canceled. Bulletstorm was a sleeper hit. It was a fantastic, yeah, good game. Fuck, it felt like an arcade style co-op FPS. And it was brutal. It was fun. It was simplistic. It was childish because. Let's be honest. That's what Cliff uh, Blazinski was known for, yeah. and that was like, that was like his second IP after Gears. <laughs> was that his real name? What a stupid Cl- name, Cl- Cliff <laughs> I'm Blazinski. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm stumbling over the Blazinski. It might. Be I hope Blitz- it's that. I'm not going to look it up. That's what it is in my head now. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, it's just Cliff Bay Bay. And, and I feel like it's how people greet him. And the same the same company uh, that that did Bulletstorm. People can fly the people that are behind the Outriders game now. So you can see they like they all have kind of a consistent like Vin Diesel chugging uh, a, an amp <laughs> right. while while riding a Firing giant floating sentient yeah while fi- while riding a giant sentient Capri Sun packet uh, <laughs> yeah, into, a ne- into a into a uh, Terminator Two style nuclear war scenario. It's all it's all really really cool like really fucking cool. It's quite a picture but, uh, you just painted. I'd actually yeah, like yeah, to see it, you paint that picture now. I mean, if you buy me the watercolors, baby, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you need some nice. decoration for baby boy's bedroom. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Vin Diesel. Vin, Vin, yeah, Vin Diesel riding a Capri Sun packet <laughs> <laughs> above your son's crib. Uh, That'd be a confused kid growing up. Yeah. I, say. I would. I would have. T- honestly, I wish I had time to take like like watercolor painting classes <laughs> and become a great artist so that I could gift you a custom mural. In your son's room. Yeah, I as, as part of your baby shower. Yeah. Um, I had a point. Fuck. Um, the point is the point is their biggest IP is dying and they're they're desperate. They're trying to figure out how they can have a longevity without pumping more money into original IPs because even though uh Fortnite is still their big cash cow, it's dying, man. None, none of the big streamers that made a name for themselves playing it still play it. Uh all the twelve year olds and fifteen year olds and, and titty streamers who talk shit on it on Twitch seem or on Twitter seem very uh, just disheartened by the current state of the game and stuff like this, man. Like, it seems like they, they've had this plan for a long time. They've been banking on this for years because they've been doing it for years instead of investing in new IPs and interesting games. So I, I don't, yeah. fuck, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. One might even say, but fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so moving right along, we have uh, this Emancipation movie coming out from Antoine Fuqua and Will Smith. And I thought this article was very interesting because there Fuqua. is some problem. I think it's I don't fucking know. For, 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 for okay. Fuck you. For okay. uh, there's no. Yeah. No. Yes, that was an awesome powers reference. Right uh, if you guys don't know if you've had your head under a rock or just don't like politics at all, Georgia is or has already uh, signed into law new voting restrictions on March 31st. And there's been a, a ton of backlash to it. So Georgia flipped Democrat in the last election in the Senate. Um, huge corporations like Coca-Cola, which I didn't know this, have uh, a big presence in Georgia. And Delta Airlines have spoken out against the new laws. And now things like Hollywood uh, productions are moving out of the state to voice their opinions. Um, so this this is a movie called Emancipation. Uh, it's due to start production in, in uh, Georgia later this year and they have decided to pull out and they'll be going somewhere else. That's, that's kind of a big deal because I feel like when one goes, it's going to open the floodgates and Georgia does a lot of fucking business mm-hmm. with Marvel specifically, like a ton yeah. of Marvel shit yeah. is done in Georgia. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we're going to talk about while yeah. it might be a piece of garbage uh, TV show, uh, it's done in Georgia and they get all, it's because they get all these nice tax breaks. I mean, uh, all, if, all of the Walking Dead was shot in Georgia, like all thirteen yeah. seasons. Or whatever the yeah, like there's you could just go to those towns in Georgia and see these people walking around because they live there basically for like eight months out of the fucking year to shoot. There's a couple yeah. sections in America, and I know Georgia, like as a state, is one of them. That's obviously what we're talking about. But for whatever reason, like the like the taxes of like making a film is just not that much. So people fly from yeah. all over to go to Georgia. I know there's like a couple parishes in Louisiana that it's the same thing. 
But um, yeah, it's not just Marvel. It's I mean, it's like movies in general. A lot of fucking movies yeah. are filmed in Georgia just because it's cheaper to shoot there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so just to give you an idea, this this article actually says um, this is clearly an important issue for Smith and Uqua because moving production out of the state of Georgia will cost them around 15 million in tax rebates. So, I mean, look, you know, you, you, you got to Im- imagine it's not a superhero tentpole movie, right? It's a, it's a movie called Emancipation. Uh, the budget for this is likely sub $50 million, mm-hmm. which means, and, and I would actually say probably like 10 to 15 or 10 to 20 million. So they're probably taking a huge hit on this. Obviously they, they likely did not do this without the backing of their studio, but it's still, it's still, in my opinion, says a lot because, like I said, if if this starts happening, if more people start to trickle out, I think a lot of Hollywood's going to follow because Hollywood is notoriously liberal, uh, and and that's, I mean, they might actually, they might actually make a difference. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm forgetting the historical example, but there was, oh, Martin Luther, I just heard the story, Martin Luther King Jr. after he died and was given the Nobel Peace Prize uh, posthumously. They were going to have a parade in Georgia to honor it, and there was supposed to be this big event. <laughs> there was supposed to be this big event for it, and, uh, and and Georgia was actively doing everything it could to not, to not, uh, like, advertise it, to not bring it. They were trying to, like, keep it under the radar. They wanted it to fail, like, the active legislature of the state. And Coca-Cola basically pulled the heads of Georgia into a meeting, I forget the year, but it was not when you would expect this to happen and said, look, uh, you guys are on the wrong side of history. And if you don't do this, I'm pulling the headquarters at the time, which was in Georgia, out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. It still is in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And you guys will never right. see us again. And they changed their mind. Lickety fucking split. So if all these businesses do this, you know, regardless of what your political stance is, you will see changes happen because those lawmakers cannot justify to the people of Georgia how they're losing all this revenue. Uh, um, there have been actors I was reading that have already said that that, that if like, their contract uh, was stated that for, to film in Georgia, that they're willing to breach their contract to not film there. So I, I think you're absolutely right. I think more studios are going to know that they're going to lose their talent if they don't make a move. And, you know, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think I think it is. I understand what you're saying about it being skewed as a liberal issue. But this is this goes beyond party affiliation, and like that's something right. that's, that's lost in in the shitstorm that is partisan uh, politics and partisan news outlets, right? Because this is uh, this goes beyond just. I mean, it, uh, there's there's no way to, there's no way to say what I want to say without sounding like I'm being political. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it 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 is a I mean it's 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 a bipartisan issue, and if you're not outraged by it being made harder for any people to vote regardless of their gender, their race, uh, their age. If, you, if anyone is being denied the right to vote and you are okay with that, then you're, you're don't, don't tread on me. These colors don't run bullshit is literally just, it's, it's racism wrapped in red, white, and blue, isn't it? Oh, that was a, that was a good one, Scott. I just gotta get, I mean, I know that was a ser- I agree with you. It's very serious mm-hmm. discussion we're having, but ooh, I feel like some blood rushed into your penis when you said that. Like you, like it just went like not like fully. <laughs> no, no, but I'm, just I'm, to, like, I'm trying. Not, I'm trying, not just his. No, I'm, I'm trying to hold too. it back, but it, it it really is infuriating because you see stuff like this, and when you see, I mean, it's 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 all very easy to put the pieces together, right? Because, uh. The the liberal media runs Hollywood. Uh, there's Jewish space lasers out there. You gotta be careful. They got Jewish space lasers. If you are, if you say something anti-Semitic on the Twitter, 
they will they will burn your house down. Uh, <laughs> people who think like this are in the, the Senate as Republicans, man. It's it's. I gotta shut up. We're bi- we're a bipartisan podcast. It's okay. It's okay. We we are we are, and I've got plenty of friends on the opposite side of the aisle. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's not what this is about. I I agree with Scott. It's not. It should not be a a a uh, red or blue issue. We are literally talking at the end of the day about yeah. making it more difficult for people to vote, and in any capacity where we live in a in a so called democracy or a republic, uh, that should not be the case. And it's yeah. kind of a disgusting set of laws they tried to pass. So. Uh, fuck those guys for doing that. They're yeah. giant pieces of shit. I was trying to hold in laughter while you were talking, uh, because I was going to say my dick went to about a four on the scoot scale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, uh, all right. Um, does the yeah. movie scoot scale and like the boner scoot scale have the same? Like, are they both one through ten? They're both one through Is ten. One, yeah, yeah. I, feel I, like, I feel like the boner feel one like... should be six to midnight, though. I feel oh. like I feel like the boner one. You should go by how many liters of blood are in your giant uh, tree trunk cock, Chris. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get a point for each liter in that that uh, that girth worm oh, gym. That, that that grab that graboid you're packing. <laughs> okay, one Walter more Chang ain't getting his hands on this for no fifteen misly bucks. <laughs> one more. That's a fucking article. deep. That's a deep cut. It is very deep cut. Uh, and then we have our main topic. So one more news article. This is a quick one because there's not a lot of info here. So uh, is it Blumhouse? Yeah, Blumhouse. Yeah, I thought making... it was Blumhouse. Maybe I'm dumb though. It's possible. I, I, thought, it was, I think it is Blumhouse. Dumb. Okay. All right. I'm going to say Blum would have the E, right? Because it's spelled B-L-U-M and that looks like Blum. It rhymes with cum. <laughs> and Plum. You wouldn't call it Coomhouse. We would call it Coomhouse, but this is definitely Blumhouse. Oh, yeah. now my brain's in an ex- existential crisis because we call it Coom all the time. Uh, <laughs> Blumhouse Productions announced that they have a new uh, horror film coming out. And it's only interesting because of the premise. There's really not a lot to go off of here besides the fact that it's going to be a horror film built around the idea of the uh, gay conversion camps that have been plaguing the U.S. as this really kind of like gross stain on our history. Uh, they've been outlawed in certain states already uh, because of the just the, the disgusting nature of what they attempt to do. If you are somehow unfamiliar, uh, they, they're basically typically religious camps that that try to pray the gay away from people. They, they take they, people said. People send their homosexual children there to try and turn them straight again. And as most of us know, that's not really how that fucking works. And that ends up being just an incredibly traumatic thing um, that creates just years of therapy that needs to be, you know, undone for people. It's it's really disgusting. So mm-hmm. I, I just think this is interesting and not even as uh, as someone who's super into horror because I'm, I'm not. I mean, I enjoy it when Scott gives us good recommendations. But I just think this is interesting because to me, some of the best horror movies are the ones that are a couple shades off of reality yeah. and just twist it a little bit. Like the ones that are like, oh, you know this? Yeah, just just make it a little little darker, a little creepier, and it works so well for me. It's They're going to call it Whistler Camp. Um, and, uh, you know, Scott, resident horror fan, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's a good idea? Uh, I mean, I do. I do. I think it's a good way. It's, it's a it's a it's a good idea to have something like this um, taken to the extreme because oftentimes, I'm sorry, let me just preface this by saying that this image is meant to mock the person in the image and, and not the idea of uh, of conversion camps. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, no, but but you, you see it. You see it like in a movie like Get Out. That's a ridiculous scenario, right? Can you but imagine you if Mike mo- Pence was your dad and you just told him that you watch anime? Can you just just think of his reaction? I'm sorry. <laughs> please continue. If Mike Pence was my dad, I'd let him walk into me sucking dicks all the time just to fuck with him. <laughs> Bless you. That was it. Don't you say that to Scott? Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought, you, said, first, I was like, I oh, thought oh. you said that to Scott. <laughs> just doing, just doing I, the Lord's work over here. <laughs> if Mike Pence was my dad, I'd let him walk in on me sucking dicks all the time. Bless you. <laughs> um, Great comedic timing from Ron. Thank you, Ron. But you see, you, Ron. Uh, has anybody here seen Antebellum? No. no. It, it's it's horrific, but uh, in but not it doesn't feel impossible. Like it, it, like Get Out was was kind of like it's so much sci-fi. So like there's no way something like that could possibly happen. At least not the third act, right? Uh, right. Antebellum is more of a re- uh, realistic look at what could happen if, uh, you know, people who are still very much uh, bigoted had a white power fantasy and wanted to live out their fantasy by basically kidnapping people of color who are in power, powerful positions as, you know, like maybe representatives of their community, mm-hmm. public speakers, and then having them kind of period piece. Oh God, what's the right, how's the right way? Like they, they, Oh God, I don't know how to say it without it sounding horrific. Cause it's just fucking horrific. They basically take these people and make them cosplay and live out their days as slaves. Mm-hmm. And these, and these, white people who come from money but stand to lose everything because of progressive politics in their opinion uh cosplay as like you know like uh plantation owners and do all these horrific things with these people it's like, like you see movies like that and it, it it's cool to see something that's horror that that can genuinely disgust you because of current uh you know the current political climate or the current climate of our country but to yeah. do it do it in a way where it feels grounded and realistic like i don't think you'd have to stretch out what happens at a uh uh conversion camp very much to make it a horror it's already horrific yeah it's yeah. already like just showing someone going through whatever they like whether it's shock therapy or or in some extremes maybe like starvation uh wa- like waterboarding uh isolation therapy all these things you, you put therapy after different forms of torture it suddenly becomes okay in certain in certain uh, institutions in our country and uh, I mean, let's be real, like even even telling a kid. It's making me like super sad. I'm super emotional as as already just as a father and as a human being. But like trying to telling a kid that like the way he feels is wrong and he should fix it is like the worst fucking shit yeah. that I can think. Like uh, not even horrible, like therapies yeah. aside, because that shit exists, too. And it's it's incredibly frustrating. But just the just the idea of con- of like these gay conversion conversion places are just they're like sickening, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean any aspect of like taking something that someone can't change about themselves and then asking them to change that about themselves is just super fucking gross. I think it's a cool concept for a movie. I just really hope one of the things in our main topics, I'm going to retouch on this, but I feel like there's like when when you take subject matter like this, you have a very y- it's very easy to slip into like punching down. Like um, I feel like it has to be done in like a really careful way. Like I, I, what I'm saying is I hope that it ends up going like the, the route of like inglorious bastards where they take a universally yeah. hated uh, group of people, the Nazis. And then we just see them get absolutely demolished and get their balls shot off throughout the entire movie. 
I hope that there's some sort of like pushback, you know, against the people running the uh, uh, right. running the camp or whatever. Um, otherwise, yeah. it's just like I don't know. It could just feel like wrong you don't want to go into hostile territory that. where it's just it's just gay kids being torture it, porn. Yeah, yeah. That, like that's right? not like, fun. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, know. That's, no. that's that's it's not entertaining. It's just gross. So I, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I think cum house or whatever we landed on i don't think that they would C- really cum house, cum house yeah. okay yeah, cum house <laughs> cum house presents that's also what the uh, gay conversion therapy camp is called um <laughs> I, <laughs> I think uh I, I i don't think that they they've made enough films to know that you kind of have to tread carefully on certain things so i expect i would hope so that's the thing like like you said you want it to be uh, like a poignant movie that like maybe it's hard but maybe it also says something valid about this these terrible places Right. And not just be like a gore fest where they're just like messing up gay kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that's exactly I, I think well, no, but you, you want to see you want to see gay kids fucking up their captors. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You, you want to see that turn. Like, but the thing is, like, realistically, to have this be a horror movie, you have to. Like, look at look at like the final girl, right? Like the final final girl in most great horror movies, they go through all this trauma and then they're finally at the point where they can't take it anymore. So in a movie like this, we're going to have to see the final girl, the final guy, whoever they are maybe multiple people get to that breaking point first. So there is going to be points where I don't doubt there's going to be a lot of symbolism about, about yeah. a lot of the things that, that the, uh, the LGBTQ community goes through. Mm-hmm. But once they get to that point, I think it is going to be like a, a empowering, like to be taking the power back essentially. And like, I think a lot of horror movies that do that well, antebellum being one get out being one, but you also have to keep it grounded in reality. Even though it is like a sci-fi or a horror, you know, like they're, it's, they're not, they're not grounded movies to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Uh, it depends on how how realistic they go with this, because like you can you can drift pretty far from reality and still have those moments that come back and ground you like and get out. He escapes from the family. He kills. He literally strangles the girlfriend who's trying to still trying to fucking shoot him to death mm-hmm. in the driveway. And when the cops pull up with little rel in the car, he just notes rel and he puts his fucking hands behind his head. And yeah. that says it all. That scene right there encapsulates that entire fucking film in, in the one like the one final scene before all's well that ends well. Yeah. Um, and. If, if it really just depends on the writing because Blumhouse has a lot of decent stuff, but they also do a lot of just mindless teenager slasher yeah. horror. Yeah. Uh, and there, there literally is a section on Shutter Boys that's called gay horror, where there's all there, there's multiple iconic films. Uh, well, I mean, l- low budget, but but the message is there where they kind of take the final girl motif and they flip it on its head where it's the final boy or it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's something along those lines that there's never one was where the the malice towards them has been targeted because of their sexual orientation yet at least not that i've seen right so i mean it could be really interesting it could be a colossal misfire if it's not handled properly but yeah i agree all right boys uh we're at that time we're about to enter main topic territory do you pp you guys get a pp yeah, a oh, yeah. Break. yeah yeah i've been double okay. fisting since I, I have heard the double fist boys. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Wait, all right. What? So I don't know what. Talk about butts. All right, yeah, yeah, butt stuff. So you guys go PP, and I will. Uh, I'll do the shills. Okay. Okay. You always stay around longer than he does. Well, I got. I, I got to change my. I got to change my graphic, right? Oh, okay. What, what are we changing it to? Let me just. Let me just sit with it while you change it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not gonna be anything real crazy. Okay, so what's our our first topic is invincible, right? Yeah, okay. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Okay, so uh, thanks for listening. This is your this is your weekly break with Crud as your primary host. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook.com/slash/TheCynicalNerd. You can check us out 
on Twitter at the Schmeg Nerd S H M E G Nerd. I almost said dot com. That's not how handles work. I'm I'm a sleepy baby boy. Uh, you can also check us out on our website at thecynicalnerd.com. We post all of our episodes there if you want to grab the RS feed, RSS feed directly. But you can also, of course, of course, you can grab us on Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio even. Did you fucking, do you listen to podcasts on iHeartRadio? Hi, if you do, how are you? Uh, great. I hope you are not lonely there by yourself listening to us on iHeartRadio. We're also on Spotify. Basically, what I'm going for here is any major place that you get a podcast, you can find us. So, you know, come fucking listen. If you're here, if you're here, then uh, you are already listening and all this is meaningless to you. And you're like, come on, let these guys get back from their fucking pee pee breaks. We can hear about those main topics. And last but not least, I will say, if you want to give us a correction, you can use hashtag fuck TCN on Twitter. If you want to give us a... Uh, question if you have a question for us it's hashtag ask tcn on twitter and you can also email us at questions at the cynical nerd.com i'm still waiting boys boys and girls i'm still waiting for an email i want those emails i want to i want to read them i want to sit with a, a batman robe on because you know that i own one and i'm in a mug of coffee or or whiskey whichever Whichever, whichever floats my boat that day. And I'm going to sit back and I'm going to read these emails like they're, they're long lost uh, love letters sent during World War II. And I'm going to cry. And uh, ultimately, I will cherish them. In fact, in fact, here you go. The next person to send me one, I'm going to print it. And I'm going to fucking frame it. It's going to go right here in the wall. Right there. I heard something about Civil War love letters. What happened? Exactly. That's all you need to know. Okay. I like that those segments for you guys are new every week, and I loved the one that I got. I think it was last week, or the week before. I can't remember. But uh, uh, were you go, were you went up to to go poopy? Yeah, when I went downstairs to make it make oh, it a the DQ. unsuccessful poop. It was it was very unsuccessful. Yeah. It was the kind of thing where you feel like you have to shit real bad, and then nothing really happens. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, hello, old age. Okay, so we've got some prime time main topics this week and we are going to start off with invincible the amazon prime series episode five came out this past week if you have been living under a rock and haven't heard us talk about it uh steven yun's playing mark grayson jk simmons playing his father omni man i'm gonna start i'm gonna start off i'm curious scott how did you feel about episode five of invincible i know you were not so hot on last week yeah yeah uh well, i mean the reason i wasn't so hot on episode four because i felt like it kind of you know, it drifted off from the main narrative. This week, I couldn't have been fucking happier. I gotta be honest. Uh, okay. This this week did a thing for me where it's it it did what I loved about the old Teen Titans cartoon uh, on on Cartoon Network back in like two thousand four, whatever the fuck it was out. It was years ago. Uh, they did that that bait and switch where the teammate betrays and ends up being the ultimate bad guy. You know what I mean? Like like that that to me was really cool, but it was also just. The way everything came together, man, like the way uh, everyone came to the rescue and no matter how hard they tried, even all their all their efforts together, they couldn't beat this one. This one dude, they was outclassed, outnumbered. Yeah. It, reminded, it reminded me of a very old episode. I think it was the third episode ever of Teen Titans where they get kicked out of their own fucking tower. Basically, like they just get stomped out. Uh, that guy I fucked. Feel, yeah, I feel like Lion this, this man. Show I don't know if that's his name, but in my yeah, name it is. Yeah, just fucking it doesn't matter, though, because like he he 
The thing is, like, what what kind of had me kind of like nervous about the show is I think Robert Kirkman is a very one note hack. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. I mean, like, but it, maybe maybe not. But maybe maybe it's just that he is willing to compromise all artistic integrity for money. Because you look at you look at the Walking Dead television show. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm not even joking. Like, you look at the Walking Dead television show. It's gone to the point where all of his main characters are dead, and he's dragging out this alternate reality where Negan's the main. Well, and, he's not. Main he's pro- not attached to it anymore, is he? Oh, I mean, it's done now, but ne- Negan was, I think Negan was up in there to the very final, like at least the second yeah. to last season, if not the whole last season. Yeah, because uh, everyone but, else's contracts expired. No one wanted to go back. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ro- uh, Robert Kirkman is the one who made the, the comic, right? Yes. And he's also executive producer of the show. Yeah. Oh, I, thought, I thought that the they show. gave him the boot after like season four or some shit. I don't know. No, no they had no, a he, bunch of showrunners come and go, but okay. he was always been around. Mm-hmm. That's his baby. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, I was very nervous because of that, because of the awful taste that every season after season two of The Walking Dead mm-hmm. left in my mouth. Um, this, I mean, I don't know if it's the other people he's working with, or I don't know if it's because they're maybe sticking closer to the source material, because it's not as, you know, it's not a, a, as widely known narrative, but it feels like everything's building to something. It feels like everything has a purpose. There's no whims going on here. Uh, the way the twins are being utilized by robot is fantastic. It makes you yeah. it, makes, it makes you wonder about like before it seemed like robot might be a little crooked, right? <laughs> that guy's name sucks though, doesn't it? Like, come yeah, on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but also like, who gives a shit, dude? Like, uh, yeah. I think robot is one of the most interesting characters on the show. He because is. It's cold, yeah. it's methodical, yeah. and you, I think he's doing in his robot brain all the th- all the right things to help make sure that what happened to his last team doesn't happen to this yeah. one. I think right, he, has the, yeah. he has the best intentions, but it's going to ultimately end up with with people who are who maybe die and get cloned having these these existential crises when they realize that they're not really themselves right and zachary I mean? and also, quinto is doing a fucking great job voicing a yeah, literal I, robot mm-hmm. i keep i mean he's, he did spock so he's got a lot of practice yeah. i uh, <laughs> i i kept forgetting that he was the voice and every time that he talks i'm like oh fuck it right it is zachary quinto <laughs> yeah um i mean i before i let Derek go i'm gonna steal some thunder because i'm sure we're all gonna mention the fact of how juice it was mm. that they did sort of this typical trope of superhero comics where you've got the guy who's like a criminal, but he's misunderstood and he asks for the superhero's help. And you're like, okay, well that's fine. They're going to do this. It's okay. I like these characters. They're going to do the hero learns a lesson. Not everything's black and white. This guy is secretly really good about and loves his family. Look, he gives all his money to the community center. And then at the very end, that motherfucker was exactly what his dad, who's not a good guy, exactly what his dad warned him about and i just I loved it because i yeah. did not expect it and i'm so happy i have not looked any of this up i'm going to continue yeah. to say that way till the yeah. very end uh because i th- honestly think it would it, i don't think it would ruin it but it would it would definitely make this way less impactful for me to see i was like i was like oh shit the fucking granite guy who my son calls hulk for some reason figure I, out is, why. is his name titan titan yeah. i think it's titan yeah. yeah uh i was watching it saturday morning which is always iffy for me because i'm like there's a lot of blood a lot of blood in this i don't know if i want you seeing this but usually he's got his face you know playing with a toy or, or looking at an ipad and uh he busts through the wall and he was like hulk and you know he put his arms up because he's fucking adorable uh, you should have hit I, pause I thought- and then just gotten the belt right then and there like we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do this again and again until you say it right not to get too dark Titan. on the podcast or anything. <laughs> oh, dark. Pun intended. Hey. Um, I can't wait to talk about dark, boys. Yeah, I yeah. can't fucking wait. 
<laughs> so I loved I loved the, the trope being turned on its head. And then I, I just yeah, I mean, like Scott said, it, it went back to all the characters and the storylines that I care about. It went back to Grayson trying to balance this relationship with this girl. There was just so many threads that this episode like updated. And at the very end, when, you know, Omni-Man is like floating above this massive battle the whole time and does not help him. And you're like, he's hoping his son is going to learn this hard mm-hmm. lesson. He's probably like, my son can't die. He's Viltrumite. He might get really fucked up. And he did get extremely yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, he's fine. And then he'll learn that uh, you got to go a little crazy because we saw Grayson go a little crazy in that fight. Ultimately, it wasn't enough. And maybe his dad's going to be like, you just got to do that all the time from go, go in like you're just going to have control of it. Right. Like we're we're, going to get that that season two Goku Saiyan story out of this, but hopefully in a way that doesn't feel like it's stretched out for 45 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Derek, I'm sorry. I I just that's a lot and I didn't get your opinion yet. How did you feel about this episode? Uh, Psych, I know how you felt about it. (laughs) Tell me how much you loved it. (laughs) Uh, It's my favorite one yet. I can't I, I really can't say enough that I'm in love with this show, like truly in love with this show. Um, everything was great. You guys touched on most of the points that I wanted to touch on. Um, I thought it was cool that you Retouch see, cool. Uh, you touch them points. You, just the way yeah, you, you touch yeah, them is good. Yeah, yeah, but, I, but you, but you got to touch them different though. I need a little stimulating. <laughs> yeah. I at, least, I at least have two in me. So we can, you touch it again. <laughs> um, I thought that the That's theme a, of, of like the beginning quick, robot basically it. telling um, the, I never remember the name of the team, the teams, but um uh, that they were basically fighting as individuals together rather than Guardians fighting. Of the globe. At, that's yeah. it. G O T G. You said it last week. I think, I think you jokingly said guardians of the globe and we're like, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I think you're like, like guardians, guardians of, of the, the globe, globe or something. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Herder, one of these Herder. out there. Um, <laughs> now, you know, he had said that basically they weren't fighting as a team. And then in the end, like they did, I like to see that kind of come back around. Like what's his name? Uh, Rafi from, uh, the league like gave everyone oh, uh, his Rex. little infused yeah. things and yeah. uh, duplicate like threw them at everyone. Like it was cool to see that kind of come back around. Um, the main thing that I like about the show though, is that the good guys lose a, a lot. Like, Oh my and God. And they die. Like it's, they just die. And the fucking part where monster girl or whatever her name is, yes, dude. And, and robot has that like enraged chest. Kamehameha. It was so and fucking it does almost awesome. nothing. Yeah. It does almost the guy has like a first degree burn on shoulders. Like you guys aren't even worth. Like I'm not even gonna yeah. fucking kill you. Like, you guys actually it's suck. not fucking worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like that to me. Like that hurt more than anything. Else. Like like the possible death. Well, I mean the definite death of Monster Girl. The possible death of. Uh, I don't think what's, she's dead. What's, oh, I mean she's dead, but they're gonna bring her back. Yeah, I don't she, know. If she died. She, she, she might she have been like clinging to life. She had no skin on her face before she went back to girl form. Here, here's yeah, here's my girl two form points. looks okay. Here's my two points. One, we saw in, in episode two after the massacre at the end of episode one that the people showed up with their super high tech gear and they had this whole scene where they said like normally we can actually save people from severe physical things, but we just got there a little too late. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then I think that it would be so dumb. Clearly, robot has plans specifically for Monster Girl. Um, Plus, they've been writing these characters so well. Yeah, Come on, don't don't take them. Away. Why would they well, kill her before we even know I mean, what his plan is? Like, that I doesn't... don't, I don't think they're actually going to kill her off. But I think we're meant to be like speculating over whether she was cloned. Yeah, yeah, or Fair. whether or whether she was revived. Because yeah. like Mark is very close to death when we see him, and they're like, we're we're losing him, and then it cuts. And you're like, no, you're fucking. Yeah. And even if you are, yeah. he's going to come back as a clone. It's like they're. I think they're going to play with that very heavily in the second half of the season who's their genuine self and who's their clone self mm-hmm. and whether or not they can actually 
like assimilate back into the regular group. Like, cause do you think, that's do, you interesting. Think, do you think the blue clone guy is really going to give robot all of his secrets? You know what I mean? Like what, what, le- like what leverage does robot have where this guy would do whatever he says? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, but also I don't, I don't even know blue guy's name. I don't know their, I don't know their fucking yeah. names. Also though, blue guy is still one of my favorite things yes. because the, yes. the clone woke up immediately. Like, ah, I was successful. And I'm like, fuck this yeah. guy. This, this guy's, guy's a little- piece of shit. Dude, Dude, how are you that smart and that stupid at the same time? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, even these dumb side characters, well, they're more than side characters. They're obviously being built up for something, but they haven't gotten, like, yeah. a lot of screen time in comparison to other characters. But, like, you can't help but love them. They're so fucking goofy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Robot like, is, like, a great villain. character. I hate his design a little bit, but his actual action yeah, he looks yeah. and character. He's like he has a man bun as a robot. Yeah. I don't understand what, what the fuck's <laughs> going on back there. Zachary, it's funny. Zachary Quinto demanded it in his contract. Um... <laughs> If I don't have uh, a metallic man, have bun, a I'm man out. bun made of wires, please. <laughs> but yeah, Copper, I loved it. Like honestly, like nine out of ten episode, it was it was so good. It was very juice. I I had forgot to mention. I'm glad I did because it allowed you to have some some valid points that I hadn't already ruined. Uh, I we've only met Monster Girl uh, to, for like maybe twenty minutes of screen time total. Yeah, yeah. and I was visibly upset. Likeable. Yeah. Yeah. Like not not like into tears or anything, but like I was pretty upset when I saw that she was like fucking dead because her like the face was ripped off. And I was like, oh, no. And I know that like we know that she's like 22 or whatever her age is. But I'm like, she looks like an eight year old girl. 25, 25. And I'm like, it just it's that's fucking crazy. Like these are all very nascent early uh, superheroes besides the one dude I forget his name who lost his powers and came back and yeah. the way that they just shattered, shattered his, his arm, arm like brutal. a fucking oh t- t- twig he, yo he's a bad motherfucker though like like the fact that his suit was malfunctioning and he just said fuck it like I'm not gonna let yeah. I, I have to do something and basically just threw him like, there's no way he expected to not get crumpled like paper yeah he just threw himself and in they the, crumpled him like paper yeah but he, he threw himself at this invincible enemy to buy Mark a few seconds in case somebody else could intervene and actually do something yeah. like that. That dude is a fucking leader. Like, I don't I honestly don't remember his character's name. I don't know, but I like I, him a lot. No, no, I, I, but I, I, lo- I love the character, but also he's he's been on screen for 10 minutes total yeah. out of like like four, four hours so far, five hours he, so far. So it's like he was like oh, a robot and they're they're making us like him. And robot is 100 percent going to kill him because you think so? He's gunning for that spot of leader and that's robot true. wants to be in control so 100 percent, it's all intentional that. they want us to love this guy just so it hurts so much worse when they fucking decap him, <laughs> they decap him. also uh, listen listen first. to me do not google anything about this show i mm-hmm. spoiled a very major character's death for me oh, just no. by typing in their name just because i wanted to find out information about him and the first thing was Name, death. Mm, great. Thank you. Excellent. I did that about dark for something. Yeah. But it's okay because it turned out to not be that severe. But it, it's, I was still like, oh. Googling shit. Um, yeah, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, don't do it. Can, can I say, though, that, that Monster Girl being dead probably would be for the best, though, boys? She's she's had maybe 20 minutes of screen time so far. And, you know, you know the rule 34 wolves are probably mm. already at yeah. it yeah. Oh, no. and they're like she's <laughs> technically 25 she's technically 25 <laughs> it's cool you know what i mean like i don't it's it's, it's like kirkman wrote you're, you're a disgusting piece of shit and i want you all to get carpal tunnel and die 
<laughs> like it's like Kirkman wrote him to be like the thirty-four incel, the Rule Thirty-four incel dream of the internet. Like yeah, he's like, no, no, but she's twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, moving along. Next piece of news discussion topics for the week: The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode Four. So, what happened this week, boys? Well, we finally got to see the fall of the new Captain America. He went down in bloody fucking flames, and I have to admit, as much as I do not like this show as a whole and do not like most of this episode for reasons I will get into later. Uh, I cannot deny that that last shot last kind of scene was a little more powerful to me than I expected. Uh, I visibly like recoiled at watching the shield use like that. It, it bothered me. Uh, it did. I did not expect that reaction, but it did even in a show that I am beginning to avidly hate. That being said, Derek, how'd you feel about episode four of the Falcon and the winter soldier? Uh, I actually didn't hate the second half of the episode. The first half was just the same affair as all the rest. I thought that the scene where Sam goes in to talk to her was really, I don't know. I just liked that. Yeah. That was a really like Captain America move. Right. Um, I've noticed they've been doing that. But don't you hate that fucking trope? It's always like, all right, I'll give you five minutes. Detective pee pee poo poo. And then we're doing it my way. It's like every fucking like. Detective pee pee poo poo. No, it's, it's Detective Comics. Uh, Detective um, Comics, that's it, yeah. No, I thought, you got I thought, five minutes, pee-pee-poo-poo. <laughs> I thought and then, that, <laughs> then we do this, like, what are you, Macho Man Randy Savage? Fuck off. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what John Walker was. He was Randy Savage yeah. in this scenario. Um, I thought it, I thought that that was a cool scene. I thought it was interesting the way he five related with her. Playtime. Playtime. Um, <laughs> I thought that uh, I got you for ten minutes. <laughs> I, from okay. the beginning, I said that Sorry, I was interested. Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. Um, I, I from the beginning, I said I was interested to see what happened with John Walker, and I think that that was really interesting. Um, I I see stuff like that, and I hate the whole thing. You guys suck. You guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that in these movies. I'm not doing it anymore, I promise. Okay, all right, thank you. I hate the, like, lack of realism in these movies when you have things like when, uh, what's his name, Bat- <laughs> is it Battlestar? Died, and you have a character that's, like, in rage. I think about that, I'm like, all right, he feels inadequate from his fight with um, the uh, people from Wakanda. And they really nailed that home. That scene was, was great. inadequate. That scene was yeah. also good, and, and what he said afterwards, like, they weren't even enhanced, or however he said they it. weren't even super soldiers. weren't even super yeah. soldiers, yeah. Uh, like you can feel that um and then you know like right on the heels of that he sees his friend die and i always think about it like they paint him like he's the bad guy but if you were in that scenario and like you had just seen your friend get killed and you just took the super soldier serum after being totally ineffective in your mission and you're trying to fill captain america's shoes yeah you'd probably bash that fucking dude's face in with your shield too you'd probably do the exact same thing i mean it's not an unbelievable reaction to have when you go through something traumatic like that so i thought it was cool and i agree dude that shot was excellent dude like from the fucking ground up with the blood smeared across the captain america shield i dude i I was not mad at the second half of that episode at all i was surprised yeah i mean because captain i mean visibly very visibly captain america's legacy is now irrevocably tarnished i mean he literally it's root yeah it's root um I agree. And I think that the message they're sending us for better or worse, and I think for better because I like the character of Captain America, is that uh, 
you, you like you just said, I think any of us would have done that same thing. That's kind of the point. He's Steve Rogers was better than the rest of us. And that's why he was Captain America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and I think I actually don't think it's that's a really it's good point. Un- that's really yeah. well said. Thank you. Thank, thank you. I seriously thank you, too. Me, too. When I, when I was saying that, I went, this this is good. Uh, points points for me. I I hope someone gives me a Me and my boner salute you. Six to midnight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a seven it's on nine the o'clock scale. on the scoot scale. Uh, <laughs> More like 1035, boys. <laughs> it's 10 minutes to midnight on the scoot scale. Uh, Please stop calling it that. <laughs> it's the best. I have all these graphics ready for you. Um, if, no, no. If you, were, if you were getting ready to fuck your, your wonderful significant others would you in any way acknowledge your boner as the scoot scale i will now 100 no you won't don't do it just because it'll bother you I, I'll have, it's gonna I'll, bother I'll ron semantic, it's gonna bother me I think that. i'll have samantha confirm to you whether or not i say it just, i'm just, I'm just gonna Facebook record myself doing it you can see a really dark video it's gonna start off with what the fuck are you doing right now <laughs> Do you know what time it is? You're just shuffling as he's trying to get his little underwear down. 11.30 on the scoot scale, baby. (laughs) And then put your pants back on. Not in the mood anymore. Yeah. So, uh, before... I want Scott's thoughts on this. I haven't even met him yet. Why would you say that? (laughs) But I just have to finish this thought before the scoot scale overtakes us. Um, I I actually... And this is, again, I I agree with Derek. I think the second half is, is totally fine. Because it has a lot of momentum and they keep it going. And they don't do a lot of dialogue that makes me hate the character development uh we get to see the character development i i don't think it's unnatural for uh, sam to be taking over the mantle i think they they actually positioned him very well because when you first meet him way back in the day in dc he's a uh he he taught he's a counselor for people who've been through that he knows how to do this this was not they weren't just it's not like in the series they just went Oh, by the way, he's a counselor because they needed the backstory. They actually were smart enough, whether or not they meant to, of planting that way back when. Yeah. And um, I, I also agree. I thought that scene with him and uh, Carly Morgenthau was very good. But I was enraged the entire time because it was you so knew. you knew what it was, was coming. So fucking clear that he yeah. was going to snap mm-hmm. and he was going to come in right before there was a breakthrough and she was going to go. I knew it was a setup and run out. And I was so mad that they were telegraphing it so hard. Yeah, that's what the series has done as a whole, though. That's that's the problem with the series as a whole is that we've talked about it before. I don't know if I said it in so many words, but the second Sam handed that shield over willingly, any hope for a, an interesting narrative from the start was removed from the equation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like. This show should have been about him coming to terms with the weight of what it means to be Captain America, maybe feeling unworthy, but dealing with it while holding the mantle. I understand maybe maybe at some point, yeah. you know, the shield being taken from him against his will and given to a new cap. That would have been yep. a much interesting, a much more interesting arc as well. This is the first episode where I've been all in, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I still agree that a lot of the dialogue felt like it was insulting to yeah. me as a viewer, especially someone who's watched. Like, I mean, I've seen all of them. You know what I mean? Like, I've... <laughs> yeah. I, I was a stan for the MCU for a little bit. And now I'm a stan march for the MCU where I need to chug a bottle of Jameson before I watch a single fucking episode of this <laughs> dog shit. This is like if someone made a concoction of dog shit, horse shit, and, like, whatever came out of Chris Farley after he died. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard, I've heard doing cocaine backs you up a little bit, so there was probably, like, about... 
four years worth of Hardys coming yeah. out of that man upon death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that guy took horrible. a big shit. <laughs> but I, I felt like I feel like Wyatt's not doing a bad job. He's supposed to play an unlikable character. He's supposed to he's supposed to play somebody who doesn't in any way compare to. Just thinking about Chris Farley's shit now. It's all like it's, it's just right on front. I can't get out of it. Chris is my favorite thing ever where he cries and takes his glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever I make Chris cry and he's like completely silent, like that that's enough dopamine to get me through an entire week. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna kill myself this week, boys. We're good. We're yeah. good. Confirmed. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot cheaper than therapy, too. Yeah, really. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, um, it got funnier and funnier the more I thought about <laughs> it. would be like a cartoon. Like like the the fucking coroner comes over and like pushes on his tummy and it's like a faucet of shit just comes out. Rip, rip, rest in peace, Chris what Farley. Kind of, what, what, kind of idealist, what kind of I- <sighs> idealist cartoon world do you live in where like he has to push on his tummy for that never-ending Hoover Dam collapse of a shit to come flowing out? <laughs> I'm picturing the scene where Beavis and Butthead like destroy the Hoover Dam and like uh Hank not not Hank Hill but Hank Hill's motorhome gets washed away in the floodwaters. But but with yeah. Chris Farley poops. We're talking, we're talking Carl's Jr., Hardy's, a lot of Taco Bell, probably a lot of bourbon whiskey. Also yeah. all solidified by a solid wall of calcified crack rock that just flew. Yeah. Really, really Run. back stuff up in there. Yeah. It's okay, right, so, he died in the 90s. We determined that with the Kurt Cobain thing. Kurt Cobain's yeah, entire lifespan has happened since Kurt Cobain died. It's which okay. reminds me, boys, n- next week is our 27th episode. It's our 27th oh, club. Oh, it's our 27th club. You know what that so means we have to do. We, 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 we can either play Sudoku live <laughs> on podcast or perform Seppuku live on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a piece of me is like he, I think he just spit something out. <laughs> a piece of me is really glad that the Snyder episode didn't air because we were really making a lot of Kurt Cobain killed himself jokes. <laughs> like there was like eight just unique ones. Yeah, yeah, they were all pretty good though. Yeah. Uh, well, now my um, water's gonna taste slightly like. Uh, White Claw, because I spit that out in my water cup. You should just dump that out. Don't drink it. I'll vomit. Don't do it. Yeah, so the, so the, the whole point the whole point is... Um, oh, no, 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 no. Obviously, this character's not... He's not supposed to hold a candle to Sam. You said it yourself. The whole the whole idea is that none of us are supposed to. We're supposed, we're supposed to see him... He's, he's a flawed character from the first time we see him on screen. He's not likable. He's playing like he's humble, but he's clearly an arrogant dickhead. And the fact that and we see that in every conversation he has with Sam and Bucky, because he hasn't saved the fucking world, but he thinks he has the right to go toe to toe with them and make demands of them because mm-hmm. he's a government sanctioned fuck boy. Yeah. Uh, government sanctioned fuck boy, possible title of the podcast. I don't know. Maybe uh, government sanctioned. fuck. I still have the man who faps as a, as a contender. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah, the, man, the man who faps is pretty good. Uh, I could just use the thumbnail from that creepy old movie, too. It'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you'd have to have like some reflection of pornography in his eyes. <laughs> and a smart Bell Delphi. <laughs> oh, Bell Palpatine. Yeah. Um, With her doing that stupid face. You know the one I'm talking about. The, yeah, the, the, the Asiago face. cheese face. 
what what is that called? I know it's not Asiago. I don't know. Asa, Asagio? A, a, a hey gal or something. I it's no it's like it's like where your eyes are crossed because there's a big old dick about to comes on you. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about to it's comes, comes on in, you. <laughs> it's going to comes on you. Uh we've right. gotten so derailed so, talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the whole point the whole point is Steve Rogers is supposed to be better than all of us, like you said. I think this guy pr- the, all the character decisions that, that Wyatt has made and whatever's been written in the script for him makes sense. It's just everything else for these other characters that we've known for five plus years now don't make sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I genuinely enjoyed most of this episode because it focused on him breaking down mentally. You could see it in his, in yeah. his face, you could see it in his eyes, the way he was talking to people, the way he was reacting. And yeah. the, the fact that he saw Zemo trying to stomp on all the serum and made a decision to yeah to sh- did, didn't he like he knocked him out with a shield he like threw the shield yeah, and knocked yeah. him unconscious dude he's a great because actor too that's fucking yeah. uh what's his name son kurt russell's son which i didn't know yeah, until yeah. like two weeks ago yeah. uh i mean he I, I think that character is well written but we're supposed to dislike him yeah yeah uh, and and like you said man that scene like my only complaint is that it, it wasn't more visceral when, when he was beating the guy to death mm-hmm I, they they should have sh- they should have shown more than what they sh- they sh- maybe like not the blood ex- specifically but they should have shown the impact the first few impacts before yeah shit got real real gory because like that was an that was an iconic image to see him stand up with yeah. blood on the shield that to me like that rings true of like what a comic like a great comic book cover would be mm-hmm. yeah for 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 like a Captain America dark turn kind of thing yeah. there might have even been one in that vein when he was. Revealed to have been an agent for Hydra in one of their alternate realities. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of something like that, but yeah, I actually, uh, I actually made a note on my phone to say that like this, I didn't like this episode again. I mean, the the end, the end was good, but really, what I took away from it was, uh, despite the series overall, the guy playing New Cap, uh, Mister Russell, I guess, uh, it's been put in work. Like, I, quiet, I think he's yeah. been doing a really good job as an actor. Uh, and I, you know, again, I felt like the the turn is extremely believable. Like as much other stuff as has that has been rushed, like Bucky's decision to bring Zemo out of fucking prison within ten minutes of showtime. Yeah. Despite all that's happened between them, uh, I I feel like they've really earned his his turn, and and I do feel like he started out with the best of intentions, and yeah. now where he is makes total <clears throat> sense to me. And it was it was uh, I don't care about his sounds cold hearted, but it's true. Uh, I don't care about the character of his his. Uh, Patriot, I don't, I forget his name again. Hoskins, Bat- or Bat- Battlestar. <laughs> uh, it's just I such didn't really an care. Name. <laughs> I didn't really care about him, but when he got fucking killed, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Oh, okay, that's yeah, well, that's gonna turn him a little yeah. bit." Well, the thing is, we weren't given any reason to care about Battlestar. Right. I don't know. Like, they, they, I, I disagree with that because I think that he was he was. I totally cut you off. I'm sorry. Give me two seconds. He, no, he, no, you're he, good. He was, but I already have a retort in the, in the <laughs> chamber for you. He was like, we uh, can play, we can, we can spin the Russian roulette and <laughs> Kermain this shit if you want to. <laughs> he was like, uh, I think that his, um, his center sort of. So whenever he started to have like existential questions, uh, Lamar kind of yeah. brought him back. So once you yeah. remove him from the equation, now he's just free to go off the rails. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that does make sense. But my my counter argument was that they didn't give us much reason to care for. <clears throat> New Cap or Battlestar. Mm-hmm. They they both they both are treated as if they're just these impeding tertiary characters that we're forced to put up with. Mm-hmm. The, like yeah. up until this point, they've been shown as useless, right? Because every time they've been in a scenario where they've showed up to help, they've also been 
they, they haven't gotten any results. They get taken to the ground zone. Yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we see them on the, the two uh, tractor trailer trucks that are tra- they're having at 25 miles an hour. Shortly after Bucky and, and uh, Sam are thrown off the truck, so are Battlestar and New Cap, yeah. whose name I don't even fucking remember. Uh, I'm just going to call him Wyatt because that's his actual name. It's John Walker, but Wyatt works too. John Walker, yeah, John. John right, we'll, we'll call him. We'll call him Walker. Texas Ranger. Texas. God loser, damn it. Fucking virgin. Uh, <laughs> John <laughs> idiot virgin loser. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. Roasted by the Cynical Nerd Podcast. Uh, no, but but like every time we see them, they they're not accomplishing anything. Like there's all this puffed out chest walking. Like they're hot. Like he's hot shit because he's a new cap. But we see him getting no results. And he's just he, signing autographs. Yeah, and you and you literally see like you literally see him at one point say to Battlestar like, "Well, we 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 have no lead. Let's follow someone who has a little bit more traction." Acknowledging that Bucky and Sam are more qualified because they're not entangled with the U.S. government, yeah. but also because they have more experience and they're 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 better at what they're doing. He literally yeah. acknowledges that they're going to trail people that he knows are doing a better job than they are in hopes that they can latch on to what they're doing and take credit for it eventually. Yeah, he's he's hungry. To not just emulate Cap, but get the same respect Cap had. He wants to prove himself. Yeah, yeah. but but he's willing to do anything to do that, whether it's disingenuous or not. And again, like you said, that to me was foreshadowing that that was part of why I I liked this episode more because the entire episode felt like a like up until this point we've seen him be kind of shitty and kind of like useless, but this whole episode felt like a natural transition to him losing his shit and being full blown U.S. agent. Um, Yeah, I have a question for you guys before we transition away. They clearly set up in this episode, along with the whole, like I said, very well earned. Um, he's good at talking people down and he wants that approach first, which is a great quality in a Captain America. Um, but they clearly set up, you know, Zemo says, if could you take, would you take it if you could? The super soldier serum says no. And Zemo says, oh, no hesitation. That's that's good. You know, like he even Zemo believes him when he says that. And I had a question. Do you – so here's the thing. They've clearly been setting it up that Falcon can at least hold his own uh, with these super soldiers because of his, like, jetpack. Like, he's really comfortable with his equipment, and he's able to, like, kind of, you know, uh, relay that into being at least at least somewhat effective in combat. Like, he uses the jetpack to, like, power up his, like, knees and his kicks and stuff, and you're like, okay, yeah. well, whatever. Uh, from If you lost that jetpack, you're probably fucked, but you're doing fine. Um, well, we know. Okay, also, you could probably break bones trying to do that against super soldiers. We've seen, Steve, we've seen mm-hmm. Steve Rogers get punched through a tank and right. get right back up. So, like, so we know. Uh, well, at least I know. I don't know if you guys know this, but when he takes the shield, which we know that he will, because we've seen it in the trailer, he's practicing and probably his hometown uh, with the shield and Bucky, which is probably going to happen next episode. I would imagine the government is going to go, John Walker, get the fuck out of here. People all have on video of you killing mm-hmm. someone, and then Sam's going to somehow get the shield back, train in episode in the next episode, and then we have the finale. Uh, but do you think that Sam is going to somehow unwillingly be given the super soldier serum? No. Mm-mm. Or do you think they're just going to keep him with his gear and the shield? And that's I it? think Sam's going to have to take the serum because U.S. agent, former Cap, already has taken it, as well as uh, seven Flag Smashers. I think he's not going to have a choice. I think we're going to see... Well, that's what I meant. Do you think ultimately he's going to end up with it? Uh, I mean... Because they've already set up that he doesn't want it. I mean, he doesn't want it for himself. I think he feels complete and confident in who he is and what his capabilities are. But I think we're going to get to a point where maybe everything's going to be hanging in the balance and he's going to have to take something. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that that's the only way they could introduce, like, if he's going to be the new Cap, he has to be a super soldier. Because, if, no. like, he's, he's, he's doing fine against super soldiers, but again, he's just likely <laughs> to break his fucking knee trying right. to shatter one of their jaws because we've seen super soldiers, and it's, it's possible that the serum they, that they're using on these flag smashers and that new Cap is getting, uh, that John Walker's getting, isn't as pure or nearly as strong as what uh, fucking Chris Evans got. God, I always forget his fucking name. Yeah, so many Chris's uh, to keep track of. I know, right? So many Chris's. Um, Steve, Steve, what Steve Rogers got, right? Like Steve Rogers got the. Like, we saw Steve Rogers get injected with like eight vials of shit, mm-hmm. and these people yeah. are getting injected with one. So, I mean, it could it could be a thing where volume's an issue, like how much how much of the serum they're getting, whether it's like as pure as the original, the OG. It's it's all Maybe nerd. They've it's, just refined it. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, really, it's, they can it's, do whatever it's, they want. Yeah, it's it's all fucking it's all fucking nerd semantics that don't fucking matter. Especially in a show like this, where like I'm hanging on by a thread. I give a fuck by this much, and it's mostly because Anthony Mackie, I think, is a fantastic actor. Even handed dog shit scripts, mm-hmm. I think he's believable in almost every scene he's in. He's likable even in a bad show. I love Anthony Mackie. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Altered Carbon, though, watch Altered Carbon. He's fucking fantastic yeah. in Altered Carbon. I do have to finish that. I don't uh, I started think, season two. I don't think that he's gonna take it. I think the theme that they're building up here is that there's what Captain America was and what the wrong people are perceiving Captain America was. So John Walker thinks that it's all about being a super soldier and wearing the uniform and having the 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 gear. And Sam knows that it's actually about the quality of character. And so I think that that is what he's going to employ. I think he is gonna come yeah. down like Clearly, they're setting up. Why would why would they do that whole thing where they asked him, "Would you if you had a chance?" And he's going to have the chance to do it. He'll have it in his hand and probably smash it on the ground and just do it on his own rights. That's how I think it's going to go. I hope you're right because you just saying that made me feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am am in not joking. Uh, completely in the middle. I don't know which way they're going to go, and it's because part of me can see them doing exactly what Derek said, and part of me can see them going. You know, no. Well, we set up that scene where he said he didn't want it so that when he does get it, you yeah. know, he's doing it for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very much like, I don't know which way they're going to go. And part of me is like, if they ever bring Cap, uh, you know, Anthony Mackie Cap into the Avengers again, he's not going to be enough without it. And I'm unfortunately, that's, that's kind of just the I truth. Mean, like, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with this. Mm-hmm. I, You know, they're dealing with planet, you know threatening shit not the flag smashers who are mad about invisible lines on a map um anyway i, I don't really have anything else to add there yeah. uh, but you know I, I i hope the rest of the show is better maybe, maybe i didn't like the setup and how they're going to get there i hope the i hope the resolution is good there's a rumor there's going to be a big cameo next episode yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm never, I'm never not, believing that shit ever again. well no 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 i i agree uh, i still rumor, no, I, the, I still think that we're seeing a repurposing. I think oh, something was right, supposed to happen. Right, yeah. Something was supposed to happen in WandaVision because the order got switched. We're now going to see something, and we'll probably see a post-credit scene. I will bet. I will bet you a Steam game of your choice to either one of you. Take the whoever Ooh. takes the bet first gets the bet. I will bet you a Steam game of your choice up to a sixty-dollar value that we get a post-credit scene at the end of this that somehow ties back into WandaVision because things were shot and meant to be released in a certain order and they weren't. So there's something we were supposed to see in WandaVision that we didn't. We all agree it felt disjointed. We all agree that the ending felt like there was something missing 
and then it all kind of tied itself up too neatly, and as a result, it felt like it didn't really matter. I'll take the bet, because I don't think it'll tie into WandaVision. I think there will be a post-credit, but I do not think it'll tie into WandaVision. You don't, you don't, think, it, well, you don't think in any way it's going to Incorpor- it, it's going to be connected to WandaVision. You That's think- not fair. All the movies are technically connected. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a direct scene from like with Wanda like fighting somebody, but I'm saying like there's going to be something that was cut from WandaVision that we were supposed to have seen earlier mm-hmm. that's going to be repurposed as a post-credit scene in this. I don't know what context it's going to be, but I will bet a $60 Steam gift. Well, can you buy $60 Steam gift cards? No, you can only buy 50. Just we'll make 50. it. We'll make it 50. We'll make it a 50. And I will, I will extend that bet. To I'll you. take it. All right. Sick. I, I think it'll have an, an, an end credits. I don't think it'll reference. Now, now the thing division. is, the thing is, Derek, as an impartial person on this, you have to dictate what you think is and is not. Yeah, it's your. It's up to you. No pressure. Yeah. You, you decide. You decide. Oh, like, like if it fits that criteria. No, I got you. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah your ultimate judge, jury, and executioner. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if, if it, and again, keep in mind they did reference Cliff Barton. In uh, the final episode of Wanda, and he wasn't there. I just heard Cliff Farton when you said that. That would not count. That would would totally count. Yeah, that would totally count. If they reference Cliff Barton, you're tying that to WandaVision. Well, no, no, no. If they they show where Cliff Barton was during WandaVision, or if they, like, they they were talking, he was, the dude was on the phone with Cliff Barton. Yeah, yeah. He was on the phone with Cliff Barton. Like, Cliff, can you you get, and Cliff just never shows up. Something was supposed to happen in WandaVision. That is being fine. repurposed for the end of it, this. It, if it's like the other side of that conversation, sure, I'd give you that. Um, well, I mean, it anyway. could be it could be any, Cliff Bar could be windsurfing in Hawaii, be like, "Oh my way, bro!" Like, it could be <laughs> fucking. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I not busy. I'll come. I've been pretty bored actually. Cl- Cl- if they just show him doing some shit somewhere, you're gonna go Wandavision. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> bro. Okay, we'll, this, we'll, this is Derek's call. This is, no, yeah, this is Derek's yeah. call. It's it's Derek's call. It's Derek's call. But I would also say to to, to remove him from any weird scenario, we could ha- put it to a vote on Twitter. That's fair. That's fair. That no one will answer because fuck you guys. You don't like us that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We have two things left to talk about. One of them we're going to spend, I would say, sub five minutes on. The other one we'll probably let's spend the rest of our time. Let's go, let's go lower than that. Let's go lower. Yeah. So Scott recommended we watch not recommended he because he hadn't seen it. And we've talked about this before, but we did the same thing. We fell in the same trap, which is that you hadn't seen the movie you were recommending. So we had two choices last week. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. Uh, Arch Enemy, starring Joe Manganiello. Sure, I, I think it's right. I don't know. Mangian, Mangian Mello. Uh, yeah. God, this movie was terrible. Uh, look, here's the thing. The I only- warned both of you. I told you both. Let's watch anything else. No, I you're. Watched- Hundred percent, hundred percent. I watched it the night of our last podcast recording, and I think I messaged you guys that night at like three in the morning. Like, hey guys, let's not do this. Save no. your money. Let's look. So, let's so, watch sometimes anything we, else. We got to watch some stinkers. And what we gotta, we're doing, sometimes we got to go down with the ship. Yeah, we got to. We got to. We're gonna go down with the ship. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. <laughs> we got. We got to watch it so that the listeners don't have to. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, is one, we did this for you guys. You guys really can miss. You can miss this one. Very low production we collectively, value. We collectively took it on the chin for you. Imagine the three of us on our knees, and mm-hmm, you have to mm-hmm, share your load mm-hmm. between yeah. the three of us. You could see kind wow. of what it was Obviously, going for, but it- uh, podcast episode image? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Obviously, Derek gets the first you know, rope. I don't know why. His beard just looks inviting. Right, yeah. Um, It'll soak a lot of it up. No, no, that's yeah. a greedy beard, man. We're not getting any ropes if he gets the first one. <laughs> this is going to keep taking <laughs> 
first rope is the biggest. It's just science, Scott. baby. Scott gave away his role as the hungry porn star who's trying to get some. <laughs> I'm just trying to make, it, make a name for myself, man. It's hard to stand out, especially in the gay porn circuit. <laughs> Um, you got to have the hungriest tiny to become famous there, I believe. I will give this film one compliment, and it's not really a compliment. Mm-mm. In fact, it's not a compliment. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> this movie did what K-Pax tried to tease out no. of my out of my soul, which is that they, they made this thing about is he or is he not actually crazy? And then they actually paid it off. Whereas in K-Pax, they were like, I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. End of the movie. Uh, this one, they actually no full blown. He uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, he was. You got to get Joe Manganiello that he also never sucked off any young children that were the star of Star Trek. Props. <laughs> yeah, we might we might be seeing Kevin Spacey next week in our podcast. Um, I, no, no, was... it have to be episode sixteen or before that for him to show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, Scott, with the pretty fucking good, banger. Good. Thank you. Pretty good. Pretty this good. This movie good, just good. felt like it was making fun of homeless people, though. I have to say, like that's mm-hmm. what right? that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if right. the crazy homeless guy was telling the truth? It's like, all right, yeah, go feed him whiskey and beer, and he'll tell you crazy stories. Yeah, like I don't know. It was just, it felt like a, it felt like a movie, like an exploitation movie that was blatantly about exploitation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like it, it was hobo with a shotgun without any of the fun. Is yeah, what it was without the shotgun. Uh, you need the shotgun. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. And the thing, like the the whole plot, is that this young this young kid who wants to be famous who wants to write for like this zine or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, let, let's be honest, it's BuzzFeed. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah it, was it, was totally Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed. it was fictional BuzzFeed, uh, but also probably probably a little bit more well a little less disingenuous than BuzzFeed than BuzzFeed, <laughs> right? Um, he just tails this homeless guy. Feeds him booze and chicken nuggets, and just he like the one part Good that combo, had me. By the way, yeah the, yeah, the one part that had me like really like cringing was he had like the facts about him, where he like like he you know his pee's electric and it's all this and just like why it, it's a fist fact. Sorry, oh, fist, fist facts, fact. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. I watched it last night. I warned you. I told you both not to do it. You're so, no, so I was, full transparency. Yeah, full yeah, transparency. So, so, Scott told us immediately yeah. not to watch I, this film. So I am I am drunk, but I'm not sorry. You know, you know, you, you know shouldn't how much it takes be. Me to, we took the grenade for everyone else. Yeah. So we did a noble do, do, thing. Do you know how much do you know how much it takes We're me to Steve be Rogers, drunk and not apologize about stuff? Do you understand what a people pleaser <laughs> I am? I'm not I'm not sorry. This movie's fucking terrible. You were warned. I uh, we're what I'm saying is you know Derek and I fell on the grenade. We're all we're all Steve Rogers, and yeah. we could all be the next cap. It's true. Well, speaking of falling grenades, I did fall on one for both you gentlemen uh, yesterday, oh? last night. Uh, we review well, we didn't review. We we talked about oh. a, a show now streaming on HBO Max called The Nevers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which right. was uh, originally uh, produced by Joss Whedon. And I watched the first episode in its entirety sober last night. I need you. I need you to give me the thirty second review so I can please get to dark. Yeah. Um. Twenty five. It's seconds. your classic hero out of time scenario, but in a as a timepiece, like as a time. It's like a it's like a weird period piece. It feels like I'm watching Bridgerton, but there's no one coming, and I fucking hated it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't watch Bridgerton either. If I had a girlfriend, I would have broken up with her to avoid Bridgerton. But everything about this show. I feel I mean, like you practiced that line. It was too good. No, no. But but everything everything about this show, like, it felt unnecessary. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. 
some characters are interesting. Some aspects of the of the writing is interesting. Some like some little little, little threads of the storytelling were interesting, but it all doesn't need to exist. It's all oversaturation. Am I going to watch another episode? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe I, I, I I've, been, I've been in a real depressive state, boys. All I do is watch TV. So maybe. But if that manic face hits and it slaps, Oof. no fucking way. Dusty. No fucking way. If I hit that manic, no if I hit that manic phase, I'm scrubbing the bathroom floor. Fuck this show. Let's talk <laughs> about dark. All right, cool. So uh, we have sort of a surprise review in that Derek's been asking, not asking, uh, just kind of saying like, you guys should really watch it. I think you'll like it. You know, just over, the, not all the time, but over the course of the past few months of knowing each other. Uh, well, these guys have known each other much longer than myself. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there were a couple drawbacks, I think, uh, that I can safely say for me and Scott, which is that, and, and this makes me sound like a very stupid American man, but, uh, you know, foreign show. <laughs> so that means Thank you for telling us your gender, Chris. We were all wondering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am cave, I'm ca- caveman American. Um, that's what I, that's what I, uh, could have sworn Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Whatever. Um, and you know, there, there's so a nice. couple, I, I would say like there's a couple like price of admissions that you have to get over, which one, you know, it's in German. So you're either a listening to it in German with subtitles or you're B watching it with overdubs. Um, and that was I'm not going to lie. Like if I see a show like that, my brain skips over it to let me try, try to find something else. It's not foreign. And, and I know it's fucked up because there's a lot of great foreign cinema. I just can't, it, it bothers me. Usually it well, does not in this case. Well, the thing is, like, I don't think it makes you a Neanderthal or in any way an asshole because it's one thing with like a movie, right? Where it's like two hours, even three hours runtime. You can read subtitles for that long. But even with a show you really like, there's moments where you drift in and out. Things happen. You have to like check. You have to respond yeah. to a text message. Something happens in the house. You have to like go check on dinner. You know, like, any That's number of things can happen. To me actually, a couple of times. Yeah, any number of things can happen. And it's when you're watching a show, you've been watching it with subtitles. I've been watching it with dubs, and even with dubs, I find myself like rewinding it because it's it's so much to take in, man. Like it's there's so much going on at all times with the show. This is one of those shows that it's, it's. I think Derek described it as lost, but it makes fucking sense. <laughs> and that's and that's the perfect way to describe it. There's all these intricate threads where if you look away for a second, even to check your fucking phone, you're missing out on crucial need to know information. Yeah, you're like, no, shit, who, which, yeah. which version of that person is this? Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and the thing is, like, there's, it doesn't feel like there's a single scene that's wasted. There's no filler. It's all meat. It's all meat and potatoes. Uh, Dude, that's the thing. Like, I have to be really careful with because I watched the whole thing, obviously, and, and season three aired uh, coming up on a year ago. So, like, I've seen the whole thing. And obviously it's about time travel. So certain scenes you see from different perspectives. I don't remember the exact order of which what happened here. So I'm going to mainly just react to what you guys say so that I don't accidentally spoil anything. But um, uh, that's what I love about the show, though, is that it's all fucking lean meat, dude. Like every scene, there's some that are like not, you know, a one, oh. but they're all good. Like they're all good scenes. That need it all feels to be like there. we're peeling back layers of things that happened before. Yeah, yeah like, like that's every what I was every say. episode feels like it's giving me a new perspective on something I've seen before, but also pushing the story forward in a really interesting way. Uh, it feels like I'm sorry again. Well, no, you mentioned this. You mentioned that we should watch this in passing, following us reviewing Primer uh, last week. It's been a week, boys. Me and Chris have both finished a third of this entire series so far. It's only Love three it. seasons, it's but it's, it's it's ten hours of TV I've watched yeah. this week without any regrets. 
Oh, it's been uh, fantastic. And I, I do feel like something is lost with the dubs because you can see on their faces like how how incredible the performances probably are. Yeah, but, they are all, but so also, good. yeah. But my intention is to finish the show with the dub so I understand everything that's going on and then rewatch at, at my own whimsy it's with the subtitles. And then you'll catch so, shit that you missed the first time around. I actually yeah, yeah, started yeah. it when when it first came out. I started it and I put on the dub because I mean that's just back then what automatically when you hit play it just played the yeah. dub and well, it's my like, it's like ten, ass... 10 hours of subtitles just seems overwhelming yeah but and you know then I mean? ultimately like, like, like let me look and, and for a dub usually dubs are like unbearably bad but for a dub mm-hmm. this one's actually pretty good i remember yeah, thinking it's not that, bad. It's but not bad. ultimately i went back and just some of those actors voices are so fucking sultry and chocolatey like i just had Yo, to I my had man to loves his audio show. what's that <laughs> I said, my man loves his audio. Go figure someone yeah. who has the most beautiful baritone, silky smooth. Like if your voice was a, a woman, she'd be thick with three C's, and I'd be begging her to sit on my face. Just let me tell you. Uh, but- <laughs> nice callback. Would it be 1996 Jennifer Connelly? Would you classify it Ooh. that way? Yeah. I mean, as long as it was another ass pressing a dildo into her ass, yes, yes. But anyway, but, it's but- it's. I actually think that's a really good idea because then you can get the first pass. You get the meat of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you can actually see. Uh, I can focus they on really performances actors, and without, man. yeah, yeah, without worrying about like whether I'm missing story beats. Because the thing is, like, it, this is a show that's like it's shot beautifully. There's so there's, a, there, there's a lot of oh there's a lot of there's a lot of environmental storytelling too. Like bl- like blink and you miss it. Shit. So somebody with ADHD, this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> but it's so good that I find myself like catching myself fucking off and rewinding like five minutes worth to rewatch something I already listened to. Because I right. want to see everything that's happening. Uh, I actually one what, thing I want to I want to throw out it, it, uh, before I t- totally take the back seat for a minute. I it, it's up to you guys. I feel like this show is so fucking good that maybe we should impose a major spoiler ban just for people who might want to watch it based on because it's not like this is like the new Marvel movie, right? It's a German TV show. People might not have heard about it. I don't know. Maybe just avoid the major stuff. Uh, I mean. I mean, I, can see I also where you're coming I, from. I, I also want to talk to both you boys about some of the major spoilers that blew yeah. my mind in the first. Okay, season. then let's just throw a spoiler alert out. Well, I, I, I would, yeah, I would say, yeah. I would say, spoiler alert right now. If yeah. you have any yeah. inclination to watch this, do not listen to our conversation. It will ruin yeah. the show for you. Yes, uh, but, 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 yeah. I mean, the last there, there's been three seasons. The last season came out a year ago or over a year ago. It, if you're gonna watch it, I, I feel like Scott and I were the people who were like, we keep hearing it's good, we keep hearing it's good. Okay, we'll finally fucking watch it. So if you haven't beaten yeah. us to it, enter at your own risk. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, but but also if you have not seen it yet, it's entirely possible with a very busy work schedule to binge watch yeah. the entire first season over the course of a week because we both did it while <laughs> yeah. also watching the worst movie I've seen since uh, Willy's Wonderland, <laughs> and also watching a bunch of other shit required for the podcast. So like you can make the time probably. Uh, All right, favorite characters. Who are you guys' favorite characters? That's what I want. That's the juice that I want to sink my teeth into. Ooh. It's hard to pick. They're <laughs> all tragedies. So the <laughs> greatest. <laughs> so let me just let me just start off by saying, since we're in the spoiler section, everybody is so fucked up, and yeah. or or at least has some fucked up situation thrust upon them. Um, it's I kind mean, of a co- it's kind of a cop out because we've seen so much of him, but I, I have to say, like Ulrich, I think right now is probably my favorite at th- yeah. the point that I'm at right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Ulrich to me, I think is uh, one of the better characters. 
Um, God, who also who's who's the guy with the fucking ear? I forget his name. Uh, Helge. 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 Hel- Hel- Helge. Yeah. yeah. Helge Doppler. Dude, every Helge. time Helga's on screen, I just like want to cry. Like his whole yeah, life yeah. story is so fucked up. Um, like when I when I was in the group chat, I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" This episode, I was watching Ulrich beat him to death with yeah. a rock, and I'm just that like, was rough. And the thing I is, like, and, and the thing is, in that moment, I hated that fucking kid. And I wanted that kid to die. But then, you, like, literally an episode later, you see like the layers being peeled back. You see like uh, him being comforted by uh, by Noah. Yeah. Right. Noah. Noah. That's how Noah. I say it is in it, German. Noah. Wait, is, is Noah is Noah? No, Noah is the the the, the priest, right? The priest. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, Adam is horrifying to look at. I have a feeling that Adam is somebody we've already seen at the very last stages of his life. Oh, so you've uh, started season two then? What's that? You've started season two. I don't think they show him until season Adam, two. Adam, I, I think, wrong. is in the beginning of season two. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched like how, two, how, two episodes into season two, with maybe three. Okay. Out. Okay. Cool. Okay, yeah, cool. I think I was gonna, gonna, we're, we're literally the same. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, my, my problem is I've watched, so, I've digested so much in the last week that I, it's hard to remember where the line right, is. Yeah. Uh, but I won't, aside from, from the, the, I, I think the first season was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, without, with it, we'll keep it spoiler free because we all know what we're talking about. The, uh, the, the, the Mickle. Oh, uh, so fucking good, dude. Yeah, yeah. The Mickle and, and the fact that we're still coming back to him and seeing him in the background of other phases of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, we've kind of seen like how, like where his story goes for the most part, at least as far as, at least as far as we're aware that we're going to so far. I don't know if they're going to revisit it in, in different ways periodically throughout his life and right. show how how he affected greater change in this giant cycle. Um, Mickle's uh story is heartbreaking. So um, sad, dude. Ul- Ulrich's Ulrich's thirty-three year stint is heartbreaking, but at the same time, like he wasn't a good person. He's a pe- for- that's the thing I love about Ulrich. He is a piece of shit, and you still yeah. empathize with him. You feel yeah. so fucking bad that he's going through what he's going through. Uh, and that scene with Helga with the fucking rock, he's like crying yeah. his eyes out. Like you know, he he knows what he's doing. It's not yeah. like he has like no conscious about it. It's it. He's such yeah. a good, well written character. I uh, mean, H- Hannah Caldwell, Caldwell, Conwell, yeah, What a fucking smoke show psychopath bitch, right? Oh, God, I love her. She's great. <laughs> she, she has she has big uh, Lydia Dietz energy. I forget the actress's name who plays Lydia Dietz. Fucking uh, shoplifter uh, supreme. Uh, Lydia know. Dietz. I'm not sure. She she she, she was in fucking. Uh, Stranger Things is the mom. Oh, uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Winona she, has, she, has, she has German. Oh, yeah. She has German Winona Ryder energy, and she could Winona ride my face yeah. until I suffocated <laughs> and died, and I'd be okay with it. Her as a little girl is a sociopath, and seeing her like seeing that flashback, and then seeing how like she's still trying to manipulate uh, Ulrich's wife and destroy their marriage, even though yeah. she's already out of the picture. If she can't have him, no one can. That right. was fucking insane to me. And I'm hoping they're going to peel back layers and in some way make her sympathetic in the next two seasons. Because right now, like, as much as I love adult her, I want to drown little girl her in a river like I'm fucking, uh, what's his name from Ongo Bongo? Fucking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, yeah. 
Tell, tell me you can't picture Danny Elfman drowning oh, little girls in a river. He wouldn't drown her. We don't want to. Oh, <laughs> you better watch out. You better I mean, he, would, cry. he would drown her, but maybe not in a river. <laughs> you better. Oh, oh no. <laughs> for some reason, uh, it's time for the percolator plays while he pisses into people's faces in my nightmare scenario. <laughs> so, couple thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Danny Elfman's piss fetish. Yeah. This entire conversation feels like we're all sitting at Texas Roadhouse, eating a blooming onion, peeling back those little juicy layers. I, uh, I, I, I agree. I think the first season was just, just a joy. I think it was oh. perfect. Mm. Uh, I think the way that it started and the way that it wraps up, like you said, there's, there's so much tragedy in this town because of this, this time loop that they're stuck in. Uh, but but Mickle stood out to me as one of the like if you can, if if there's a sad award. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, if there's like a fucking sad award, like I, when I ver- the first time I realized, and it was before Scott had really gotten into it, I think the first time I realized that he went back oh, in yeah. time and never got back to his family, I was like, oh no, that's the worst thing I can think of. And then the show was like, is it? Because I got more for you. Yeah. No, uh, no. Because M- Mickle said himself, the worst thing is to never be found. Right. Yeah. It's it's and the so fucking letter that he writes is just like a gut punch again and again. It's and so again. sad. Uh, I will say listening to the German version with um, with subtitles, uh, I have Jonas stuck in my head. Jonas. Uh, Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> Ron and I'm I say that you... to each other all the time, like like That's like funny. every Jonas. single day. Jonas. Uh, it's uh, funny that well, not funny. I'm glad you watched the beginning of season two. I so because I think I had I think I watched season one ahead of you. I was throwing messages to Derek because I knew he had seen it. So there's when I got to the. Ulrich trying to murder Helga scene in all caps. I very fervently typed. Is he really about to try to kill this fucking kid? I was like, ah, like, <laughs> this show is so fucked up. and so sad. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, what, what, I love how everything comes back. Everything, every little plot thread of, and, and I, and they've gotten into some real deep shit where like, if something, if, if, the future influences the past, but then the past influences the future. And when it gets into a cycle like that, then nothing has an origin mm-hmm. yeah. because it just exists. The, uh, the guy who wrote the book. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says like, I, I'm a fraud. I've, this book's been brought to me hundreds of like, you know, it's been brought to my attention a bunch of times. Right. Uh, but I never wrote this. I, I don't know where it came from, but I'm the author, but he also acknowledges at one point early on in the series the first time they show him see the book, that there's only 500 copies in circulation. So somehow in 1984, or was it that? Was it, no, 1986. 86. Yeah. Before the internet, he knew how many copies of his book that he never wrote were in circulation, mm-hmm. which is weird, which, which leads me to believe that this man knows way more than we're seeing. We're seeing him as like this observer who's doing bidding behind the scenes so far. I feel like there's way more to that character than we've seen. At least I hope so. Because they're they're kind of like hinting that he knows more than what he's pretending to know when he interacts well, with these people. You don't you I mean, don't you, be- don't you don't you don't build a time machine and willingly just hand it off. Like he's seen some shit. He might be fucking Adam. My prediction is that guy might be Adam eventually. Oh, fair, fair, fair. That's that's a good theory. I love how many times I've guessed something. Excuse me, in my head, and then been wrong about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's that's the kind of writing that's really surprised me. Uh, the thing I was talking about that I googled. Uh, was I I thought I knew who the stranger was early in season one and I googled it and it immediately just said Jonas and I was like oh fuck me but yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal that was a cool twist I thought that was gonna be be Mickle 
I thought it was gonna be Mickle. I, I can't believe like what's funny is when you guys go back and rewatch it, you're gonna see that like it is so obvious that it's it's Jonas. Like it, they they really don't even do a very <laughs> good job of hiding it. Uh, but like. The first time you're watching it, for whatever reason, I guess they just oh, threw because you're so balls. confused. Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, the show's like, haha, obfuscate in in smokescreen. I'm just going to tell um, you guys who my favorite character is throughout the entire show, and I obviously can't tell you why, but she gets way more screen time in season two. Like, she becomes a much bigger character. My favorite one by far is Claudia. I fucking love. Claudia. Claudia Tiedemann. Claudia Tiedemann. Claudia Tiedemann. Yeah, and I really like Egon too. Um, I think I've, I've, I'm starting to get in season two to some of her more screen time. I mean, they showed a couple things. Obviously, well, I don't well, want to talk well, about it because well, I know well, Scott and I are watching yeah. it. Well, no, Cl- Claudia Tiedemann is the lady who took over the. Don't uh, Google. Don't nuclear- Google. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying she's she's the one who like took over the nuclear power plant. Yeah. In '86. Right. Yeah. Exactly. C- Chris, what's the? Can I ask you like what's the last episode you watched? I can actually tell you. I'll literally pull up Netflix and tell you what episode what, what, I was on. What? What? Let, let me ask you this: What's the last time period you saw Jonas in? That'll that'll be the be all te- the be all end all for us. The last time period I saw. Oh, uh, well, see, I don't know if that's a spoiler for you. Yeah, or not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it like that. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Here's what I'll say. He, that, that's enough for me to know that we're at the same spot. That's okay. The the when the the thing he was fucking with in the nuclear power plant, he yeah. went through, and now yeah. he's there. Okay, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, in 1921. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and the look on his face when he realized that it put him in 1921. Perfect. Oh yeah. God, I can't um, wait till you guys finish this show. Oh my God, I have so so, th- so look, we're, we're running low on time here, yeah, but I will yeah. say, uh, very low on time actually. We've been going for a fucking minute, boys. But I will say that although I think the first show, uh, in a storytelling arc, is perfect. The show has made some mistakes. Two of them I've seen. One of them is really not a big deal. The second one bothered me enough to message Derek about it. Uh, Scott, if you'll remember, there's a scene in season one where the dog Gretchen goes into the tunnels way back in the day, yep. comes out to find adult Claudia. And I immediately went, how the fuck did the dog get through that tunnel? Remember the giant metal door? Yeah. How the fuck? And he I- went. Yeah, no, that's a plot hole. I mean, like, wait, what do you want me to say? Like, they don't ex- they don't explain it. Yeah, but the dog but just comes through. Did you think Mickle went through that giant door too? It's possible that 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 yeah that the we don't know exactly what created the tunnel yet. We're led to believe it's the, whatever toxic waste is being kept. Oh, I do. In, so in maybe I'm a little further than you. Well, no, well, no. The, like they say that it was well. All right, the what created it was him using the machine to try to end it. At the end of season one, attack is, is where they they've left that what they've left me to believe. At the end of season one, they show Jonas using the machine, which he believes will, like it will close the loop. But that's ultimately what begins the loop. Do you guys um, know what that machine is that Jonas got? I just want to make sure. Time machine. Okay, all right. I, I just wanted to make sure. So do you guys yeah. know there's more than one method for them to to yeah. get around. Well, there, essentially, there's been a couple. There's the yeah. door. And then there's the chamber they built ab- above or below. I'm not sure. Uh, above the the, the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Above the tunnel that mm-hmm. like the energy like good they tunnel it into that thing in the chair. And then there's the time machines themselves, which yeah. there are more than one in circulation because you know timey wimey shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about season yeah, two because yeah. we're still pretty nascent stages. 
Uh, I'm gonna when we finish this until the, the the episode files are downloaded. I'm watching Dark. I was because I we were going to. I can't I can't wait to watch more of the show. Yeah. That's the biggest barometer for me. The biggest scoot scale, if you will, uh, zero to ten, Mother is that I constantly every time I sit down on my computer, I'm like, let's turn the shit on. I want to fucking see what's gonna happen next. And I will tell you guys that uh, a lot of people um, found that they liked it. Um, season one, then they like season two the best, then they like season three the best. Personally, season two is by far my favorite. So you're in for a treat with season two, 100%. Okay. I'm, I'm a little iffy on the, the future stuff, because to me that feels like... I was too yeah. at first. I'm all right with it now, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad, the like, in, in the when we first get there, there's, like, drones, and I'm glad that they chilled with that. Like, there's not really... Uh, uh, like high tech shit flying around everywhere. I thought they were gonna do like robots patrolling and shit. Yeah, I was, I was go hoping we we're gonna have like a fucking corny ass Terminator ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you remember, remember that one episode ki- of uh, Black Mirror where the, the woman gets chased by like a little robot dog for like forty five <laughs> minutes? So dumb. And you're like, why doesn't she just fucking hack its head off with a fucking uh, a, a rock or a stick or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's still uh, it's oh, but- a fucking robot dog. By the way, the second instance of the show making a mistake, which is just this is totally like production level mistake. It's not a big deal for the story at all. There's no, it's not a plot hole. There's a scene where uh, Jonas is going through the tunnel in the wall to get back to the, the off limit zone. And you can clearly see there's rebar hanging down from the top of the tunnel and he bumps into one of them and you can tell it's foam because the fucking <laughs> rebar moves like this when he hits it. And I sent the timestamp to Derek because I wasn't sure how far you were, but I'll send it to you. I was like, oh, you can see that shit bend real quick. Uh, super stilly. It's not, not a big deal. And it says a lot about the show that that's the kind of shit that I noticed because the show is just very, very well. Yeah, done. That, that's that's nitpicking. Uh, absolutely and i wasn't even mad at it i just thought it was funny i was like oh look you know i I caught you behind the scenes shit but i i will stand firm and die on the hill that i don't think that the anomaly is contained to a singular passage i think that if the dog and mickle and mickle could both vanish without them being physically shown walking that passage i think maybe at certain points it can't be contained it's it's another like you know what i mean like it's we've seen it in raw forms where like in the future, he's he's afraid to pass through because it's not it's not uh, stabilized. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that whatever manifestation we're seeing in the in the future in these caves that are like it's one door, right? It's one door. You pass through a passage that's a Y intersection. We choose past or future, and then you merge out the same fucking door. That to me is a little like like all right, I'll forgive it. I don't, I'm not crazy about that. I would have been more more uh, down with there being some kind of weird gateway that you can't see. You can't even recognize because it's this weird, uh, inconspicuous cave mm-hmm. uh, where, like, you you know, this you could end up in a time variance unknowingly. The fact that it's like calculated and methodical for certain characters, I think it's it's cool because they all have different origins of how they time travel. But using the cave to manually time travel, like, all right, went back thirty three years. Let's go back and take the left passage again and go back thirty three more years. That to me loses well, the, some of the mysticism. The three the three cycle. Uh, never mind. Actually, I can't. Never mind. I was going to say, I, I've been a little confused and maybe I just haven't done the math in my head yet because it seems like they're coming into weird years now and I'm not Well, no, but it's sure. because time has passed. It's because yeah. time has passed and the difference is always oh, 33 years. That's so 30, okay. 33 like, year leaps. Uh, Veronica and I were wondering throughout is that like, does is there an actual static time across all things where like 
it like does it open in 2019 and then you can go to 2016 i don't think so because i think just once you go in in 2020 now you went to 1987 yeah. So uh, it's just like okay. every all that's timeline th- sort of move. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's but just I wasn't 30, 33 sure. year gaps no matter when you go through it. Yeah. Like if we went through right now, we'd be in the 90s. I would, that would be great. Well, late, late 80s. Yeah, late 80s. Okay, back to my the year of my, the year of my birth. And also some fantastic films. Yeah. Uh, there, Qu- quick question. If you back to the year of your birth, would you try to maybe make out with your aunt? No, I wouldn't. Okay, good. You That's a good answer. I wouldn't Solid answer. I, I was going to say, there's so much about this show that we haven't even touched on because it, there's so much shit going on all the time. So many threads hanging. But um, I think we should call it here and yeah, wrap it. Absolutely. And I think I think I think Scott and I should have like a like a dark check in. We'll make sure we get to about the same place mm-hmm. next week, even if it's not finishing season two. But I full, full oh. disclosure. I totally finish season two. Yeah, I'm going to finish. Okay. season two. <laughs> OK, uh, I would rather I'm watch like episode four. So yeah, I'd rather watch all of season two than watch a single episode of the fucking Falcon Winter Soldier. <laughs> burn. Uh, yeah, and burn. so we're going to uh, do Knives Out, right? Because I sort of phantom snuck in dark. So we'll go with Knives Out, which Chris wanted to watch as well. I do want to watch that, but it wasn't my recommendation. So it's up to you guys. So it's just collectively. Scott said he's seen it. So it's basically you. Oh, well, yeah, Scott's seen it. So he's yeah. you and me. I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. High five. Uh, anyway, uh, all right, boys, we got to wrap it up. We're going to call it. We've been, this is a long one mm. crossing the two and a half hour threshold. You uh, I don't know why I said it like that. You have to use the like measuring tape for this one. Throw some ch-ch-ch-change. Uh, Derek, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me on Twitch and Twitter. Well, you really can't. I mean, honestly, you can't, but if you wanted to look at some old posts and some old streams of mine, uh, you could go to Twitch or Twitter. At Dr. Gloom MD, that's D R G L O O M M D for Dickery Duda Day. Nice, I like that. Scott, how about you? Uh, this week, I'm finally going to start the Resident Evil playthrough that I was supposed to do a week ago. Um, I'm on Twitch, but I, I might, you know, we're, we're going to go to Glimish this week because Twitch is just an awful dystopian wasteland where if yeah. you don't have, if you don't have, uh, some kind of IRL hot tub stream. You're not. You're not making any money or having any fun, or giant uh, boobies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would love to show you guys my stinker, but I don't think you guys are here for that. You should just so, play with your fat, greasy pussy right on. What? A, maybe, maybe not your stinker, but maybe your dinker. <laughs> fat, greasy pussy. I just picture someone Smash like pan frying a pussy for some reason. <laughs> oh no! Pan fried yeah. pussy. Yeah, can I get your pan fried pussy? I had the baked last week. I'm trying to yeah, switch yeah. it up. Yeah, I'm trying to get that. Trying to get that deep dish dick though. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard the, I heard the pan fried was healthier for me. If I do it that way. <laughs> I heard it was less calories. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna do Glimish. Uh, swear wolf with an e at Glimish. I don't know what the, the URL is, boys. I haven't, I haven't used Glimish more than like ten minutes uh, in the opening week. But uh, what I will say is Twitch is a dystopian nightmare, and it makes me want to kill myself. So I'm gonna move to Glimish. <laughs> We'll do uh, we'll do glimmers this week. I'll post it on my Twitter. I'm Swearwolf on Twitter. That's S W E A R W O L F E. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing Resident Evil Zero, One, Two, and Three. Make hopefully this week. Otherwise, I'm never gonna get them all done before eight drops. Oh shit! Eight. When is it coming out? Very soon. That's uh seventh of next month. We got oh. we got less than thirty days, boys, until our mommy Dompire Fat Fest episode. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm, gonna have, to, I'm mm. gonna have to take the week off because my arm's gonna be sore. Yeah, should, should we all see how how much we can fill up like a, a mason jar? 
Oh yeah. no! <laughs> we'll compare. We'll hold them up on yeah. screen. Yeah. I call. I call Jill Valentine. You one of you can get Claire Redfield. One of you can get. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I want the mommy milker. <laughs> I'd say I, I'd say well, I could, you I, need a bigger jar for her. She's not going to come <laughs> in an almost six inch act of bigger size. That's true. Big, bigger lady, bigger jar. That's, what, that's how the rules go. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find you me on Twitch and Twitter at TCN plays. And I'm going to be real with you since we're having just real upfront conversations. I don't tweet. I tweet when I'm going live. Sometimes I retweet my yeah. friends. That's about it. You know, you, so, should, tweet, you should tweet more, man. I, I should. You're, you're, you're absolutely you're, right. You're a delight when you tweet. I was just just a joy. Just a joy. Uh, I've been playing. Uh, I've been revisiting the survival game Raft with a couple of my buddies. Um, I've been playing Dishonored too, which I've been having an actual fuck ton of fun with. It's very enjoyable. And you know, I'm going to be trying out the Outriders demo. I think we all are. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's, actually, a, that's a that's that's the thing for next week. We're gonna. Derek, Derek, you've you've played a little bit of Outriders so far, right? Uh, I have. I'm also entirely out of time. So oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, this has been episode 26, The Man Who Faps, I think. That's a good one. I think that's the winner. Okay. Yeah, The okay. Man Who Faps. Okay. We'll have to think of a thumbnail, and it's not going to be us getting ready to take a Bukaki shot. Well, it, not, it's it's got to be this guy's face, The Man Who Laughs, but somehow cumified. Okay, we do a lot of that. It's like <laughs> our kind of thing. There's a lot of cum. Yeah. I think last parts. week was like the James Bond intro with like just cum dripping on it. <laughs> so no, that was one. the week before. Who knows? All the cum blends together. To be honest with you, it's a big, it's like a big wet spoonful. Yeah, of it's cum. almost like some poor girl has a giant dish full of it in her face. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer martini glass. And with that, we'll see you next week, boys. Have a good one. See ya. Uh, martini glass. <laughs> 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 Holy shit.